In this episode, your Uncle Derek and your Papa Dave are going to be counting down our Fab 15 albums of 2023. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking, the Fab 15! I'm going to put some reverb on that or something. Hey there, checkmates. It's your old Uncle Derek coming to you on a unseasonably warm December day in St. Louis. It's going to be like 60, 65 degrees on Christmas Day in St. Louis. I'm sure that's fine. No, no, uh, nothing to worry about there at all. But uh, we're coming to you. We're going to do a Fab 15 episode. Your Papa Dave is here. Dave, tell everybody your middle name. No. Why not? I don't like it. Okay. I could have made it up. It could have. No That's one would true. know except for me. Okay. Can we start over? Nope. <laughs> See, what happened there is last time we did this, I asked you to say hi, Dave, and you said hi, Dave, and I said, are you going to do the same joke every time? I was, and, and today I was going to say hi, kids, or something like yeah. that, or hi, children. You told I'm me to Papa ask you Dave. something else, so I did, and you well, said no. <laughs> I, you know, um, yeah, well, just you asked the wrong thing. You should ask something different. Okay. Uh, give everyone your full address and social security number. I don't know it. Okay, that's probably fair, actually. Um, how you doing? <laughs> I'm alright, how are you? I, I, fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a great episode of the show. We're really knocking it out of the park with the show right now. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's nearly Christmas. We don't, you know... We're recording this before Christmas, by the way, Checkmates. I, I'm hoping it'll go up, like, the Saturday before Christmas. I'm hoping that I can edit it this that quick and kind of get it up there. Cause so far you got a job on your hands for editing. I really do. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, it, it'd be nice to have the week off between Christmas and New Year's. Because when we do a Fab 15, I don't do an episode the following week, because these usually go long. Right. Uh, who knows if this one will, though, given the topic. There's well, so not... far, it's... It's just speeding along. We're like two minutes in. Man. I know, but it feels longer. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> Big fan of the show is your Papa Dave. But uh, we're yeah, we're doing the Fab 15 albums of 2023. But before we get to those, we have a little bit of promo work to do here. If you uh, want to experience more of what Dave's like, you can do that over at Dave Brink, David Brink, pardon me, dot home dot blog. That is his blog, Mondays with Dave. And he uh, writes stuff on Mondays, uh, yeah. and it's with him. So that's uh, you can do that. It's Mostly your... Christmas based right now, but currently, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll get off of that. Yeah, by the time you hear this, I mean it'll almost be New Year's, so who knows? Right. But uh, yeah, you can go visit his blog. He writes fun stuff there uh, most weeks. If you like the show, and, I mean, clearly, there's a lot to love here. <laughs> if you like the show, there's a companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. It's available on all of the streaming apps, including the one that you're listening to it on now. If it's not on your app of choice, please let me know what it is, and I will do my best to get it there. 
If you want to know more about me and who wouldn't, go on over to DerekBrink.com. Plenty of stuff to click on there with uh, mainly having to do with my music career. Speaking of the music career, if you like the music that you hear throughout the show, which in these episodes it's really just the opening and closing song, which is called Bite the Habanero, you can download that stuff, all my stuff, for absolutely free over at DerekBrink.BandCamp.com. All you do is enter zero as your purchase price or more if you're feeling generous. I don't collect your email address. I don't care to have it. I don't care what you do with it. I would just love it if you loved it. So please rob me blind. If you want to email the show, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you agree with, what you don't agree with, things that we forgot, stuff like that. You can do that at my initials, db at derekbrink.com, and I reply to everybody who is not mean in their email. So there's all the metrics stuff that we got to get. Uh, now that's uh, not metrics. There's all the websites that we've got to get out of the way for metrics purposes at the top of the show. Right. So uh, yeah, we're doing the Fab 15 albums of 2023. Interesting year in music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, I guess I sh- we should say to the checkmates. We were talking about this before we started, you know, recording. We're probably not going to have a final list on this one. Yeah, it would be difficult to do because it's. They're probably more personal than other lists are, but also it's just, you know, I think we're going to agree on quite a few albums, sure. but where we put them is very, even more arbitrary at this point than yeah. I think uh, most of our lists are. Well, and it's a little bit more difficult on this list with, if I've got an album on my list that you haven't heard, all you have to contribute to that is, oh, I haven't heard that one. You know, yeah, and, exactly. So I think there'll be a few of those. There'll be a few of those, and then... Uh, Oh, I had another point, but I've completely lost it now. So Well, then I will put down the drink I was about to take a drink from <laughs> and continue talking. All right. Well, uh, you know, so, the yeah, other thing is... Yeah, probably not a, fi- a final list on this one. Well, sure. And, you know, this is... I mean, it happens all the times, but, you know, it's going to be an interesting one because, you know, my, you know, 12 could be your number two or something. <laughs> so it's going to be... Well, a, I mean, that's possible. On which happens all the time. Yeah, but this one's just... It just feels different for some reason because we're talking about album releases. I don't know why it feels different to me, hmm. but it does. Okay. I don't know. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, probably not a final list. We'll see kind of what happens. It'll be a little bit different. We're still going to keep the format of it where we go back and forth because... Sure. I, there has to be some kind of construct holding this thing well, together. Well, it seems to work. <laughs> yeah. So. so, you know, and that kind of gives you an opportunity to talk about stuff a little bit better than if we just both read our lists and then, you know, okay, good night. Right. You know? <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of keep that format. But, uh, uh, oh, and I guess we should say uh, there is a Spotify list out there. You can find your Papa Dave on Spotify. Yes. And uh, there will be a link to that over at emptycheckingblogspot.com, and I, yeah. I think I put that in the episode descriptions, too, so you can probably find it on the app you're listening to. Yeah, this and I don't know what I'm going to do on this one, how I'm going to uh, document this. We'll figure it out I would assume just like on. a song or two from the albums. You know? Yeah, I just don't know if, uh, if I'm doing a Fab 15 list, how to really get that. I'll have to figure that out, too. Or maybe we'll do a, more. I don't know. I'll have to... Uh, that's something you can find out when I find out, because that's when I'll do it, and there mm-hmm. you go. So I'm going to guess know. that one might not be up at the same time as the episode, since I'm going to try to turn this around in like two days. So. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. Um, I don't know. It'll be uh, interesting to see, so we'll figure it out. Otherwise, I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's a whole lot to explain on this one. It's just been, it's been an interesting year in music. A lot of different stuff came out, a lot of weird stuff, a couple surprises. and uh, Yeah, a couple surprises, a lot of... Uh, veteran bands coming back and doing a lot of good stuff yeah. too. It's actually been a pretty 
uh, embarrassingly good year. Yeah, it's been pretty for solid. music, in yeah. my opinion. Now, I don't, uh, I don't purchase as much music as you do, but I do uh, more than my fair share, I think. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, there are some years when, honestly, I'd be sweating this because I have trouble getting to 10. Sure. And this year I have more, so there you go. Yeah. I uh, struggled with my bottom five, uh, just because there's... I mean, we've both done top tens on our respective blogs and stuff for, like, ever. You sure. know, uh, I, I, I can do a top 10 in my sleep, but sometimes a, a 15, those extra five get confusing for me because it's sort of like, well, this is, I mean, definitely stuff I liked and, you know, but I've also, also always done honorable mentions, you know, so it's, you know. Yeah. So the honorable mentions are there. Um, you yeah. know, we were talking about this too. I have, uh, five things that I chose as my honorable mentions. Yeah. And once these lists are out, if anybody wants, is unhappy with my selections and wants to put my honorable mentions as... My bottom five, that's fine. They're completely interchangeable as far as I'm concerned. It was, there was, uh, you know, when you, anytime you do this list, you do two or three versions of it before you get things down and they all popped around on it. So, yeah, I had know. a lot of that too. There's some stuff that, I mean, until December, I would have been sure would be in my top 10 that didn't mm -hmm. make the final 15 that is still great stuff you know oh yeah i had some of the opposite too i had things that i didn't think would be anywhere near it and then i kind yeah. of reevaluated some of the stuff and went oh you know what i actually do like that a lot more than i thought i did so i've got at least go. two of those uh, i think my top three have been locked for just months but you know it's it's uh mine were not i actually had to i might my number one i think was but i had to really kind of re uh, i went through like in november and started just re-listening to everything and reevaluating stuff so sure um, and, you know, and that was kind of fun too. Sure. Is uh, is the album I put out in March on your list? <laughs> uh, no. Oh. <laughs> but uh, you know, I didn't want to be you know um, pedantic. Sycophantic. Either either one. Okay. Third Act Problems by Derek Brink available at derekbrink.bandcamp.com. Uh, I actually forgot that was this year. March has been so long ago. I know. I forgot. It, I, it's like, just been... I, until I said it, I kind of wait. Was is that right? And, and yeah, no, it's it's been forever. But if that's on anybody's list, uh, email the show and tell me. I would appreciate hearing. That. Yeah, it's a good listen. That's a good. I just I forgot it was even this year. It's just been. This might be the only time feels, we've talked about it. <laughs> feels it feels like so long. Yeah. Ago, March. My gosh, you know, just and it's really not that long. But yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, okay. you know, listen to that, I guess. Yeah. There you go. My next one's going to be good, too. Uh, we should probably get into the list. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, although, I, maybe there are a handful of ground rules, because there's some stuff that I think both of us would consider ineligible. Like, okay. no, no greatest hits compilations, no live albums. I would go as far as to say no covers albums. I agree with all that. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything I'm missing? Because that that kind of covers. I think that's most of it. I mean, oh, occasion... and like no, no, like Taylor's versions. You know, like no re-recordings of old stuff like that. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's it don't don't get me wrong. I love the I I, I love me some Tizzle Swizzle. Sure. But uh, I it's that's also not Taylor Swift. Yes. Uh, that's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I do not want to find out what Tizzle Swizzle is on Urban Dictionary. Uh, <laughs> that, that that doesn't end well for me. Uh, but no, I, I I love me some Taylor. But uh, the like the 1989 album is not I, even though those are new versions. It's not a new. It's not new material. You know. Right. It's a little like a live album in that way. Just you know. Yeah, I mean a re-recording. Uh, it's fine, and sometimes it's done for legal purposes. Yeah, which is um, what she's which doing. what she's yeah. mostly doing. Sometimes it's done because people just want to re-investigate the old stuff and rearrange yeah. a little bit. 
and that's fine. Sometimes you're new too, and that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and that's fine, and there's perfectly good reasons for that, and sometimes I really like it. But, yeah. yeah, I think it's, and that well, needs to be new music, and putting out three new songs and a bunch of covers doesn't cut it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like if you had, or three new songs and a bunch of redos. Yeah. If you had one or two redos on an album and everything else was yeah, new, sure, that's maybe. okay. Yeah. Yeah, but, or if you've yeah. got an album and you've got a cover on it, you know, fine. Oh, sure. I don't yeah. mind a co- I mean, even one or two, you know, a couple sure. of covers is okay as long as the majority sure. is a new work. But, like, we all love Queen Dolly, but Rockstar can't be on the list. No. Yeah. I, mean, I, I did a review of that recently and enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So, you know, uh, not not speaking ill by leaving any of that off. It's just, you know, we're looking for new material, new releases. Yeah, this so, is just the know. rules we play this by. Yeah. You know, so... Um, I've actually got one on my list that might violate it, but that's okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll discuss find, when we get there. Find a sound effect for that. Yeah, right. We'll discuss when we get there, and uh, if we feel different, I will swap in one of my substitutions. Okay. Uh, uh, but, yeah, yeah, I think that's really all of the rules. Uh, other than just to remind people, we have no idea what's on each other's lists. This right. is the first time we've discussed this, so uh, like at all, this like we, <laughs> there's been no conversation between us about like hey, what no. albums do you really like this year? We didn't talk yeah. about. Uh, I mean, I, there's a few of them that we both have talked about. Hey, that's yeah, really good, you know. Yeah. Um, throughout the course of the year, sure. And you know, it sounds like neither we, of us has said the word list in that context, right? And it sounds <laughs> like we talked about the rules, but we didn't. We've just established those. Yeah, over the years. Over the years, yeah. and they were basically independently, and we both just kind of agreed with each other's yeah. set of rules. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, so we haven't really talked about rankings or um, anything like that. We've talked about a lot of these albums that we like or dislike for whatever reason, but we've never really talked anything about ranking them. So this should be interesting to see how many we have in common and how many are going to be like, you know, like, oh, honorable mention, honorable mention, honorable mention. Mm. <laughs> so. I really want your number 15 to be my number one. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be fun. I don't think uh, it's going to happen, but probably not, it would be but, fun. I mean, you, you may have a guess on my number one. Uh, and I may have a guess on yours. Hmm. We'll find out. And the best way to find out is to start at number 15 and work our way up. Segway. So, Dave, thank you for pointing out the thing that I was doing that was cool. You're welcome. Uh, Dave, what is your number 15? Okay, uh, number 15. Do you want to do uh, band first or album title first? I mean, I would go band, then album title. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I have follow it. your bliss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have it the other way around, but I kind of like that, too. Okay. Um, so, my um, number 15 is the new album by Extreme, called Six. Honorable mention for me. Okay. It was on and off. Yeah. Uh, like that, that was a really hard cut. I, mm-hmm. I like that album a lot. I like it a lot, too. Um, and it's, you know, Extreme is one of those bands that gets a lot of flack for no real strong reason. Sure. Other than... Uh, timing yeah that they were out i think we might have got into this on another show at i some believe point. we did yeah um, i don't remember how so we're not going to yeah. do too much of that but um the reason it's not higher for me is i think it kind of has uh third act problems i guess okay um i think it kind of begins to um i don't want to say weaken but the last part of it is not quite as strong in sure. my book, and uh, there's a lot of acoustic-y stuff kind of thrown in th- at the end. Yeah. And I like their acoustic stuff, but I think it was kind of, well, we don't know where to put this, so throw it on. you know. And that kind of 
you know, it, it just feels like, and maybe they didn't, maybe they did that entirely on purpose, but yeah. it feels a little weak towards the end to me. Mm. Um, although I like the last song a lot. Yeah. Um, I think there's some really good songs on it. Yeah. Really. Uh, I mean, obviously the musicianship is top notch as it's it always extreme. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nuno Bettencourt is one of the best living guitarists that we have right now. Sure. I mean, you know, he's yeah. probably the closest to an Eddie Van Halen we have. Oh yeah. Him and Satriani. That's yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Um, so. Steve Vai. Okay, Steve Vai too, but he's a little weirder. He is a little weirder. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but anyway, that's not the point. So, you know, there's a few singles out there that kind of tells you what where things are um, on that you can listen to, you know, yeah. Rise and all, and a few others. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, high quality rock album, um, 80s based, but not completely because there's, you know, a few things that are a little bit more modern sounding on it too. So, right. Uh, good overall record, not quite. And the top 10 level, but uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it was real close to on my list. Uh, I, really, the thing that kind of kept it off was every time I started thinking about it, uh, I would start thinking about the song Small Town Beautiful and just go, that one, there's something I don't like about that. You know, there's something I will that agree with that. falls tone deaf on that one. For um, me. And I don't know that it's tone deaf so much as it's just been done. Well, sure. Um, I, I don't know that it's been done. I, I, I really think it is the words. I think it's the phrase. It's the lyrics. For me, yeah. It's the lyrics. You know, everything from you don't know, you're beautiful, yeah. that one. And there's other ones that have just... I mean, that concept's been around forever. And it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's, sure. um, it's not single-worthy. And it's not, you know, yeah. all that great of a song. That one, and there's a few others that kind of left me flat. Yeah. But, well, I, just, I guess I just think of the phrase, small town beautiful, as being kind of an insult. You know, because uh, like, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. make it in a big city, but you're small town beautiful, you know? Yeah. And I don't think it's intended to be that. Yeah. I don't I, think that they meant that either, but that's just sort of, that's what I yeah, think of. Yeah. The, the verse doesn't yeah. say that, but yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a hackneyed phrase. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I mean, heck, I'm. Yeah. We're all guilty of that. But, we're all guilty know. of that. I mean, I'm not, shoot, I'm not, you know, making records that thousands of you know, people hear. So what do I know? Sure. <laughs> there sure. you go. But sure. um, I think there's enough good stuff and interesting stuff to counterbalance that. I agree, yeah. There's a couple of things I'm not a big fan of because that song and there's another one on there like X Out, which I'm not... Oh, I sure. like that one hardly yeah. at all, but yeah. everything else is all right. Um, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a really but, strong album. I mean, album. for a comeback album... Exactly. It's very good. Um, yeah, after Saudade de Rock or whatever. Which I never even purchased. Saudade? Something like that. It's a French word. Um, I don't. I don't speak French. Yeah, we live in St. Louis. We and have we, no idea how to pronounce French. That's words. true. There's everything in St. Louis <laughs> is named after something French, yeah. and we mispronounce all of it. St. Louis should be Louis, but you exactly. Know. So we have no clue. <laughs> yeah. Don't I mean, don't do French around here properly because we'll all stare at you. Correct. Um, yeah. So, uh, but for but they, even that was what fifteen plus years uh, ago, yeah. wasn't it? Something yeah. like a long time ago. Most people yeah. did. Didn't even know it existed. I didn't know it right. existed until years after it was out. Oh, really? I think I knew that year, but just, it just didn't do much for me. Yeah. So, um, you know, so it's a good return to form yeah. for them. Whatever form is, since all their albums are a little bit different. Yeah. And they yeah, all they're all over the place. Run the gamut, kind of yeah. Queen style. So, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah. So, good quality record is something I would suggest. Well, all of them, I guess, I suggest listening to. So I don't need to say that. But uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's my number fifteen. That's a very good choice, and like I said, on and off my list, and just sort of, you know, ended up off my list, but could easily be slotted in if somebody needs it to be, you know? 
what is on my list at number 15 is a band that uh, you turned me on to that I was really surprised how much I liked this album. My number 15 is The Struts Pretty Vicious. Okay, it's on my list, but higher. Good. I mean, it, ha- it would have to be higher. Well, sure. It's not going to be lower than <laughs> number 15. Hush. No. <laughs> if I do that, we don't have a show. That's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, Strut's pretty vicious. Quite a bit higher, but yes. Anyway, uh, I, uh, I reviewed it recently on the show, so I don't have a lot to add. I'm actually more interested in hearing what you have to say on it. But it's... Uh, the. The Struts, when you told me about them, you uh, talked a lot about their live show and were mm-hmm. careful to tell me, look, their albums are different, but yeah. live they have a very kind of bombastic, queenish you know, vibe about them. Sure. And so I checked out, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but I can see the cover, like the, the front with like the beads on the person. Uh, mm, young and Dangerous? I think so. I have one of their albums. It's the one I described poorly. Uh, but I, I checked that out and liked it, uh, although apparently not enough to remember the name of the album. Uh, the problem but, is some of their albums have been re- have been on the wider release of the, uh, the covers oh, have changed. Yeah, alternate covers, sure. Uh, but I think it's The Young and Dangerous. That makes sense. Uh, anyway, but Pretty Vicious is the album they put out this year, obviously. Yes. And uh, I picked that up because I liked the previous one I heard. And uh, listened to it and really enjoyed it. And when you were talking to me about it you know, earlier in the year, not even knowing that I was going to buy it, but I you know, p- picked it up after that, you said something like, yeah, it's a little bit different for them, but you know, it's, it's, I still like it, but it's a little different for them. And I thought, well, all right, I'll give it a listen, you know, whatever. And I really, really liked it. I just really kind of, it just, it, uh, in the review that I did on the show, I, said something similar to this. It just, it scratched the Def Leppardy itch in my brain. Because uh, you, I, I could see where these guys could definitely skew into a Queen territory live, but on album, I they hit a lot of the same things that I like out of a Def Leppard. Which is interesting to me, because I don't hear Def Leppard in it. I mean, Well, you're stru- a massive Def Leppard fan. Structurally, I do, yeah. but I don't really hear it... Um, which is inter- which is weird because they have an album that is probably their weakest uh-huh. that has a uh, guest appearance by I think Joe Elliott's on it oh, and maybe Phil Collin, um, mm. just on one song they did had some guest work on it but um, see that tracks for yeah me. I just uh, <laughs> and it did it was one where they made it was just uh, pure no no studio trick or anything it was just pretty much out there oh, that's cool um, it's called Strange Days made during the pandemic oh right on but not as strong as sure. the other stuff it's just so it's alright I like all the right. concept of that though yeah it was a better concept than a record but yeah. I still I still dig it I still liked it but um, yeah so no I agree it's different for them uh, if you've heard early strut stuff it's just a little bit different. I don't want to say more mature because that makes it sound like something it's not no but a little more introspective Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well. Here's the thing. There's in Struts world, the only the only days that exist are Friday and Saturday, and it's mostly nighttime. Sure. And on this latest record, Sunday morning's creeping in. Yeah. And they're beginning to say, "Hey, maybe I can't be, you know, partying twenty four seven. This is starting to take a bit of a toll." Yeah. Right. Now, whether that's completely autobiographical or not, I don't know. Sure. Probably a little bit. Sure. But. Uh, you've got a mix of party songs um, and songs that are just total blast, fun time rock, and a few of the, oh boy, you know, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of that. Um, so it's an interesting mix um, and a really cool uh, 
Mod the Hoople cover at the end. I think it's yeah. Mod. It's either Mod or it's Ian Hunter on his own. I don't remember off the top of my head if it's I actually don't know. a solo song or not. But a really cool cover at the end. But a lot of good, uh, a lot of good songs, a lot of good lyrics. Yeah. Um, you know, very British. Yeah. Always has been, but mm. um, certainly relatable to everybody. Um, I mean, you've got, I um, mean, the first song is probably the closest to the Classic, I guess. Struts sure. sounded too good at raising hell, which is a great idea. That's, yeah, it's a good, um, title. yeah, good title. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of really fun stuff on it. It's a blast all the way through. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's got a little bit of uh, introspectiveness to mm. it as well, which is uh, a lot of people would say that the it was something that had been missing on some earlier records. So, sure. Um, but yeah, if you like big bombastic rock. You know, you should check out the struts at least some of, and check out different songs because different albums have different spins on them. Some of them has a little bit has have a little bit more of a uh, modern sound effecty type vibe and a lot of uh, different. What am I trying to say? Effects going on through yeah. them, and some of it's a little more straightforward. So it's a lot of different stuff, but uh, good fun band. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad it's on your list. Yeah, I was uh, a little surprised to find it there, but it, uh, like I said, it just kind of... Yeah, I mean, I listened to it like know, five, six times in a row when I first got it. It was yeah. like I didn't leave my yeah, stereo just, for a while. What, I, I don't know if it was just the week I got it or what, but it just kind of hit me the right way. And I think and I think just that, I mean, we both know that like my wheelhouse for stuff that I really love is just old, sad bastard music. And I think just sort of the tamer, milder, more introspective vibe with some of the songs on this. I just went, oh, that's a good side of them that I enjoy hearing. Yeah. You know, that just tickled that part of my brain that, that mm-hmm. you know, likes, you know, sad bastard music. Like, because it, it's, it's not that. But yeah. it, it, well, there's it like, fired the same you know, Yeah, synapses. there's two, three yeah. songs that could kind of get into that territory a little bit. Yeah. But um, don't, they're too too upbeat for it even right. when even when they're downbeat <laughs> right <laughs> so if that makes any sense at all which it may or may not i'm not sure yeah well i no, i'm i'm with you yeah so um but yeah i'm uh, glad to hear it on there um you know you need to go next time they come in you need to go with us it was, yeah it was awesome i think i'd really enjoy that um, yeah because i uh, took uh took tessa with me and, and mm-hmm. two of us we uh oldest daughter tessa. oldest daughter tessa yes we went and uh she dug it and they did a cover of uh, Royals by Lord in the nice. middle of it, which is just like, that was cool. Yeah. Um, also, the only show where they, there's one song they played, I can't remember the name of it now. They did a whole thing about, um, I think they're called Strut Sunday Service during the pandemic. They would just do covers and do sure. um, ter- team ups. I think they did a single, I think, with Paris Jackson, of all people. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I believe, but I could be wrong. I don't remember who did it because I didn't really pay attention to it when it came out. But someone from the crowd had called it out. So uh, the Luke and the guitar player, whose name escapes me right now, did an acoustic version of it just in the middle of the show because hmm. they just somebody called it out and they went, "Yeah, okay, nice." So it was very cool. Nice. Which is one I went. Uh, when is, which is one I went. Oh, good, they are playing live because I was a little bit worried. But yeah, <laughs> they are. That's uh, some serious musicianship too to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, someone yells a song and you go, "Yeah, all right, I'll play that." Yeah, and so that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was so, very yeah, cool. I think so, I would yeah. enjoy seeing them live. Yeah, so I, check out uh, check out the struts, everybody. Yeah. Twenty eight minutes in, this is going to be a long one. Yeah, uh, we are now on to number fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dave, your turn. What is um, your number fourteen? My number fourteen is by uh, the new album by Lucero. Okay, uh, should have learned by now. Uh, honorable mention, real close. 
Yeah. That was on until my last revision. I the the struts knocked it off. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That, that's a great album. That is a great album. Yeah. Um, and the thing about Lucero is that um, their albums for me are very hit and miss. Sure. Very 50-50 on them. I, the stuff by them that I love, I absolutely love and yeah. I think is fantastic. You know, um, I mean, I drug you to see them when they came yeah. in. I was um, so pissed off that night. I know you were. I, was so, I did not have a good time. I, was, I, was, yes. I hadn't eaten all day. I was tired. I'd had a bad day at work. And I walk into a club where I can't sit down. And it's loud, and the lead singer, I think he's backed off this a little bit, but at least at that time, if you bought him a drink, he played whatever you want him to play. And he was just, like, drunk by the time that I was ready to go. And <laughs> I, was, I was not in a good mood. I was so pissed off. I did not enjoy it. And then we saw them years later open for Flogging Molly. And I was like, oh, I love this. I was just in a really bad mood that yeah. night. I just needed a sandwich. <laughs> That's all right. that was. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. So there's that story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but uh, so Lucero, um, alternative country band, yeah, um, or Americana, Americana whatever, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Exactly. There's so many names. Um, yeah. So, so some of their stuff, their last few records haven't really hit me very well. The uh, oh, I liked the previous one. Um, Something with ghosts in it. Uh, <laughs> no, the ghost one was okay. There's well, they did another one. Oh yeah, uh, in between, which uh, yeah, had a brown cover, like yeah. a spaceship cover for some. Yeah, I don't I remember, remember what it was called. Talking about that, on and the that show one. Uh, yeah. That one didn't really do much for yeah, me. The ghost was okay. The one before that, I listened to once and filed away. Oh, okay. Um, so, but the stuff that, like I said, the stuff that I like that they do, sure, um, always becomes favorites and gets played over and over. Yeah. And over again. Yeah. And uh, this is one of them. It's a little bit like some of their earlier releases, which is part of yeah, why I like it. Agree with that. And then and they um, purposefully said, "Well, we're going to go back and write some stuff like the uh, like the first few records for yeah. the." People that have been hanging around a long time, which is me. Mm-hmm. So um, I appreciated that very much. Um, you know, it's good stuff. It's it's beer soaked, whiskey soaked. Yeah. Um, rock plus country plus whatever else gets thrown in there. Yeah. Um, confessional while also being uh, a lot of attitude to it. Yeah. Um, not you know not too country, not too rock. It hits that little sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, vocals take some getting used to, but. Sure. Most good Americana vocals take some getting used to, sure. so I like well, that. I mean, most vocals to anything take some getting used to. I mean, you know. Well, people... yes and no, but yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's a really strong record. It's um, one of the better Americana records I've heard for a while. So Yeah, it's a good one. Real good, real good record. There. Yeah, I'm kind of regretting that it's not on my list now. That's a, that, that is a really good album. I, I've listened to it a lot mm-hmm. in the past year. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it came out, but... I mean, it's just been in constant rotation for me. It's a really great album. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I very much agree with that being on your list. I'm glad it hit one of ours. If we keep going like this, we might have a final 15. We might. We'll, we'll see. Uh, although, actually, my 14, I'm pretty sure, is not going to be on your list. Probably not on your radar. Okay. Uh, I mean, you are aware of the band, I think, but I don't think you're a fan. Uh, my number 14 is the first of two releases by The National this year, first, first two pages of Frankenstein. Um, heard of it, but I, you're right. I'm not a fan, yeah. so I don't know anything about yeah. it. Yeah. So like, this is, this is the situation where like this part's going to go fast. Uh, I reviewed this on the show previously. I don't have, that might be why I've heard, why I yeah. remember with it. Cause I heard you. Uh, I, 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 I like the national big fan of the national. There have been a few of their releases in recent years that haven't hit me right. In fact, the second release that they did this year called laugh track, which is clearly outtakes from the same session, uh, did nothing for me. 
uh, not bad, but I, but I just, I'm not going to listen to it that much. I am going to listen to the first two pages of Frankenstein again. Um, it, it sounds like a national album. It's that kind of old, sad bastard music that I like. And, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's very, very moody and very kind of almost mumble vocals and, you know, just a guy exploring how he feels about things to music that you're surprised by how how many musicians are actually in that band <laughs> you know like it's it's that kind of thing and i really really liked it right it's really really well done and one of my criteria for my 15 list was i on the table that we're recording on now i set out all of the cds that were possible contenders and if I looked at the album cover and it made a sound in my head, it made it onto the 15. Hmm. You know, if I looked at it and went, oh, yeah, and, and kind of heard one of the songs, it made it onto the 15. And this one is one of those that I was surprised to look at it and go, oh, I know what that album sounds like. It goes on the list. Yeah. You know, because it just got its hooks into me. Yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of why it ended up there. It's uh, I mean, it. It's a national album. If you like the national, this, you know what they sound like, and this is what they sound like, and they did it very, very well in this album. So that's why it's my number 14. Mm-hmm. I know that you have absolutely nothing to add to that. True. <laughs> um, but uh, if you would like to continue adding to the show, we can move on to your number 13. Okay. My number 13 is the latest from Black Pumas, Chronicles of a Diamond. I have nothing to say. Okay, there you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Black Pumas, kind of everybody got hip to them when they came out a few years back, uh, put out an album yeah, that I'm, I everybody should say I'm loved. I familiar with the band. Yeah, but... Everybody loved the album. I bought it on the strength of the single Colors, which I loved. Sure. And I was kind of disappointed in the record. It was, hmm. uh, it was okay. I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't really for me. Um, I wanted it to be song. I think I just wanted it to be a little bit different than it was. Is one of those, and I just never got out of my own head. But when this one came out, I said, "Well, let's let's give it a shot. You know, I'll give him another chance." I picked it up. I think the day it came out, and I really, really liked it. Nice. There's a few weird things on it. A few choices I probably would not have made. <laughs> um, and one of the songs that. Uh, kind of irritates me is the one that gets stuck in my head, so that's interesting. Yeah, I have that with a lot of. Um, you're describing Christmas music there for me. Okay, <laughs> well, you know that's a that's a whole other thing. Yeah, um, yeah, but that would have are... been a good list. <laughs> you know, I thought about suggesting a, a curveball, but then I decided, nah, it's too late. Maybe yeah. we'll do it. Yeah. Um, another time. But there are some really really cool songs on it. Good good sounds too. So they have a little bit of a rock vibe with a little bit of um that's well, probably more soul at this point than rock but more soul um a little bit of blues stuck in there some uh some um rock vibe um and the, yeah the last few songs again on this one don't quite pull together but it's a short record a lot of short records coming yeah, back have you noticed yeah i i appreciate that I, some of that's just that vinyl is back and you've got part of it is the vinyl aside. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, eighteen to twenty-four, depending yeah, on sure. how it's pressed. Um, but yeah, so the, it's a short record, which works in its favor. Yeah, uh, because as soon you kind of get it, you kind of get digging on the on the song, and, and it just kind of moves into the next thing. And it's similar, but it's not quite the same. Right. So there's enough of a variance in it to keep it interesting, whether people 
like all the songs or not is another question. Um, but there's some really cool songs. Ice Cream's a good song. Um, the one that gets stuck in my head is Hello, which is okay, but um, it just says hello like 28 bajillion times in the chorus. <laughs> and as I get to, what, what uh, hi. <laughs> How you doing? Says um, a cheap trick fan. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, and this, <laughs> even here, though, still. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of really fun stuff to dig into on that record. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, and it's arty and it's serious, but it's not too arty. Okay. So it's got a lot of that middle ground. You know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, um, which I like. I don't think people are going to dig it as much as the first record because it was so popular, and had been, and has been released several times with outtakes on it and everything else. Because sure. they weren't coming up with the material, I guess, or just because mm. of COVID. I don't know. Yeah, but I was going to say, that seems like that first album wasn't that long ago. It doesn't, but it's been uh, it's, it's been a few years. Is it really? Okay, um, wow. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, Chronicles of a Diamond is a, uh, um, like I say, it's a little bit different for me and probably for um, some of the people that would listen to the show, but I think it's uh, worth your while at least to investigate. So. Sure. Fun record. That's that's my number thirteen. That's a. I mean, I again, I have nothing to add. Sure. Uh, but that might have sold me on listening to it. Uh, my number thirteen. You're not going to have anything to add to. Uh, my number thirteen is the newest one by the Mountain Goats, Jenny from Thebes. Um, I love the Mountain Goats. Uh, they're uh, they're a band that uh, I got into them on the beautiful folk rock album that they put out about professional wrestling. Of mm-hmm. course, that I was going to be the thing that appealed to me. Uh, I got into them on, on that album. It's called Beat the Champ. Check it out. It's fantastic. Uh, they uh, I they have a huge catalog, much of which has happened since I started listening to them. They've gotten very prolific in the almost guided by voices way, but not quite that much. Uh, but like about an album a year uh, at this point. And uh, Jenny from Thebes uh, picks up the thread of their previous album, All Hail West Texas, which was kind of a concept album. This picks up the character of Jenny from that album and walks around with that character some more. Uh, I will be completely honest with you. I can't tell you what the plot is, uh, (laughs) but I really like the sound and the vibe of the album. And uh, the guy from the Mountain Goats, John... uh, Oh, God, Darnell? Dar- Darnell, something Darnell, like that. Yeah. Darnell, something. Uh, he uh, just has a way with words that mm-hmm. draws me in. Have, so, you, have you read any of his books? I haven't. I know they're very dark. I have one yeah. that I've read, which I thought was pretty good, yeah. but missing a little bit, but I am interested to read more. Anyway, yeah. sorry, continue. Yeah, that's uh, on a, a completely different list than the one that we're making now. I, I right. do want to read some of his books and stuff, but... Uh, I follow him on Twitter, and he has really interesting thoughts that he throws out to the ether. Uh, and that's sort of what he does with his lyric writing, too. He's just yeah. like, here's something that it'd be fun to think about for a while. And, you know, it's kind of, you feel like you're having a conversation with the guy as the album goes on. Really interesting that, I think I covered this in a previous episode, so sorry if I'm repeating myself. Really interesting that the initial album, All Hail West Texas, was done in the days where John was recording his songs on a boombox just with an acoustic guitar singing into a boombox, and half of the vocals came out distorted, you know, because he's singing into a boombox, uh, <laughs> and just released that, and that's what that album is, is him with a with an acoustic guitar yelling into a boombox, and uh, this album is a noticeable step up in fidelity <laughs> from that. It's done in a, in a studio with professionals and all that, uh, and a band, 
and uh, but it it still maintains that same kind of charm from the lo-fi aesthetic that mm-hmm. that he had in the early days, and so it just it just hit on all cylinders for me, and was it was it's one of those things that if I it, it, it's interesting because doing a Fab Fifteen. If I were doing a top 10, I would structure it completely differently. Right. And I think this would still be in my top 10 if I weren't doing a 15. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's, I get it. That's hard to explain if you're not doing this, Checkmates at Home. But uh, I, I I liked this album so much, and it kind of was so interesting. And again, had that weird mountain goatsy charm that I think it still would have been, if, if we limited this to 10, I think I'd still have to work it in there. So it right. just, it, it was, uh, I feel like I said this phrase a lot in the last episode I noticed while I was editing it, so I promised not to do it as much in this one, but this one was a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it just kind of hit my list easily. And like I said, I you probably haven't even heard it, probably don't have anything no, to offer on it. No, I but, really don't. I've heard yeah. other Mountain Goat stuff. I just yeah. didn't dial in here really on this one. It's... Not quite my wheelhouse, but I do like and respect it. Sure. So that's good. Yeah. And yes, 15 is hard. 20 is easy. 10 is easy. 15 is hard. Yeah. On any subject. You, on any subject. You <laughs> you have no idea until you do it. Yeah. Your thinking just completely <laughs> changes on yeah. everything you listen to or think about or watch or whatever it is. It's just insane. Yeah. I would love to do a top five, but, right. <laughs> but 15 is where yeah. we are we, it, it, uh, it, because it's alliterative. So, uh, and no one else is doing it, and we figured out why. So. Yeah, no, yeah, now we know. <laughs> so, what yeah, do we know when 15? Well, just, they're not idiots really like we are, are basically. Yeah. So anyway, what's your number 12? <laughs> All right. Uh, number 12 is a big album, giant record that a lot of people dug, and I did not until Thanksgiving weekend when I put it in and listened to it and went, oh. Okay. I get it now. Okay. It's not as it's not the disappointment I thought it was. And it's the new one from Foo Fighters, which is but called But Here We Are. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, that's uh, not on my list. Um I mean it's in my honorable mentions, but mm-hmm. it just didn't do it for me. It didn't for me either till Thanksgiving. Interesting. So I'd like I, to talk more. Well, I I, am interested I don't even this. know if I have a Specific reason. I mean, I. I mean, I think my reasons are probably similar to yours. Okay. In that I was going, well, you know, it's a Foo's record, yeah. and it's fine. Yeah. There's nothing special about it. It doesn't seem like, you know, the send off that they should be giving Taylor. It seems like a little bit rushed. That was my thinking when I first heard it, but I hadn't really listened to it. I noticed that I listened to it once or twice, and I went, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And I never. I didn't spend time with it. So, See, that's how I feel about it. I feel, I, I not, for not quite the same reasons, I was actually very impressed that they were able to get an album together so quickly after losing And I Taylor thought that Hawkins. was part of the, that was a problem, was what well, I thought. I, I, it was rushed. Well, and that's the thing is, yes, I thought that, but I also was willing to give it a lot of grace because of that. You know, like, uh, just, oh, uh, Dave pulled it off, you know. Is, well, sure. I was, I was prepared to feel that way about it, and I just didn't. And that's fine, you know. Um... And he did pull off. He, you, you did. By the I way, think it's fine. Were, it's yeah. a perfectly fine. Out. It is in my honorable mentions, but it just it wasn't in serious contention. Right. So, um, and I think, and the thing about it is, I think there's two kinds of Foo Fighters fans. There's Foo Fighter fans that like the singles. Yeah. And those tend to be people who also were original fans that think the first three albums are the best things that ever written. Sure. And everything else is not great. Sure. And then there's the other type of fan. This is me. 
who likes to evaluate each record on its own merits. Yeah. And uh, there are a lot of records that people go, eh, it's not that great. It's like, no, no, it's really good. It's this, you know. So I like the really goofy little um, sidetracks that they take. Sure. I like hearing them. I'm back ex- and forth on that. I like them hear- hearing them experiment with things. I like things that maybe other people go, eh, it's not all that great. It's like, I like ah, when I they did the it. DG's album. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't able to score a copy, that but was, that was uh, fun. but that was fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I like that. You know, but uh, you know, I it doesn't always work. I don't think I've listened to the entirety of uh, In Your Honor more than a handful of times. Really? That's yeah, it's not a not a good not one of the records that hits for me. Huh. But I love uh, what is it? Echoes and Patience and Grace yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. that is. It might be a silence re- in there. Uh, yeah. a, I can't remember yeah. the whole name of it because yeah. it's long. It's a list. Love, but I like that record. <laughs> there are Fifteen um, words in that album. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, I like that one a lot. I liked uh, Madison Midnight quite a bit more than everybody else did. Yeah, that one had moments for me, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. So, um, yeah, so to hear them, what I thought was like taking a step back, mm. I thought, well, yeah, okay. Uh, but I kind of realized that, well, that's how they had to do it. That's how they had to move on, was to get back to the core of what they were doing. Interesting. And the more I listened to it, I kind of got... I still don't think there's enough... That's why it's not in the top ten, right? I sure. still don't think there's quite the emotion that i expected there's not quite the sophistication or the uh reaching out that i expected yeah but the more that i listened to it and spent time with it the more it kind of warmed its way into my heart i said yeah i get it you know and i still don't think it's one of their sorry i still break your pen no but i (laughs) was playing with it and it made a goofy noise okay um so um i think it's a really good record it's a strong record Solid Foo's record. Um, oh yeah, it's a there, solid record. I think yeah. there are, you know, I mean, I'm not a, actually, I'm not a big fan of the 18 minute song in the end, or however long it is, sure, 11 minutes yeah, or whatever it is. I thought that's uh, that's three songs. Yeah. Um, and some bands can pull off long songs. Yeah, and Some sure. bands can't, and there's sure. not one of them. Sorry. Sure. Um, but you know, love Dave Grohl. Love yeah. you know everybody in the yeah, band absolutely. is great. Yeah. Um, they're great musicians. I wish they would sometimes stretch out a little bit more than they do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just kind of, I, I had a change of heart about it. Not enough to make it top 10. And I thought, well, do I really want to put it on the list since I spent a whole year saying no? But, mm. you know, that's what, that's what music does. It evolves and it changes with you. Yeah. And it changes for you sometimes. So yeah. I thought that was valid enough to put it on. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, it was kind of a last-minute edition, but I put it on because, it, like I say, after spending... About a week with it, I didn't listen to hardly anything else for eh, maybe four, four or five days. But uh, I've just about a week. I just listened to yeah, (laughs) it wasn't a full week, but it was close. Um, I listened to mostly that, and and I kind of made myself listen. It's like I'm a big Foo's fan, and I just just missed this record. I probably should not do that. Hmm. So I kind of put it back in and re-listened and kind of connected with it. Not on the uh, visceral level that I'm supposed to, I think. Yeah. But I did reconnect with it and said, okay, yeah, I was, you know, that, that, that saved it for me. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I probably need to give that a new listen. Uh, one of the weird feelings that I walked away from, uh, after hearing it was, I think this would have benefited from Grohl not being the drummer. Uh, and them actually Maybe. having you know plugged in and figured out how are they, there they are going to move on by then, you know? There are some weird yeah. choices and don't get me, Dave Grohl is one of my favorite rock drummers sure but, but there is there is there is one song, I can't remember what song is there. there's one song I'm like that's a weird rhythm for this sure 
Um, sure. So it's probably done on yeah. purpose. He, but... Yeah, he likes weird. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I like weird too. Yeah. But yeah, but every, every once in a while it's like, huh, okay, that's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I, again, I think it's a good album. I don't, I'm, I don't mean to like, I, I don't think it's bad. And like, but it is one of those things where, uh, I mean, you talked about you spent almost a year saying no. And I similarly have spent a, a, a year saying no. And, uh, but it is one of those things where I've, I've been intentional about changing my wording on when I talk about pop culture, because one, don't define yourself by the things you don't like. Right. You know, but uh, two, also when I don't like something that, especially something that I think I'm supposed to like, like this album, and I, I do like this album, but I don't like it in the way that I, I think I'm supposed to like it. Right. I've tried to start saying things like, okay, that's not for me right now. Yeah. Uh, that's not for me is always the correct thing to say if it's if it's just mm-hmm. not for you. Yeah, not my but, cup of tea. Yeah, but I like to add in, that's not for me right now. Because I might listen to it over New Year's and it'll be for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, I can't <laughs> tell you how many things I've heard that I hated when it came out. Absolutely. And then now I go, oh, I get it. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. You know, well, even Extreme. I didn't like Extreme for years. And thought, sure. ugh, and then something or other happened. I don't know what happened, but something or other happened. And I went, oh, yeah, these guys are great. Sure. So, you know, yeah. same thing. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. I uh, I may need to give that a, another chance over New Year's. While I'm reorganizing my CD collection, which I do every New Year's, because uh, I bought uh, 100 CDs this year. Uh, so I do I do Labor Day. Uh, that's that's good, too. So, anyway, or yeah. some more times on Memorial Day, depending. Yeah. But anyway. I mean, whenever you have a day off. There's an unfiled pile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just sits there for a exactly. while. Uh, my number 12, uh, you probably won't have a lot to say about. I also don't have a lot to say about it. I said it in a previous episode. But my number 12 is uh, uh, Ed Sheeran's Subtract album. Uh, the one that came out the day after he won the court case. Right. Uh, I, uh, which is why I bought it. He won the you know court case against the ridiculous lawsuit saying that he stole a song from Marvin Gaye, which he didn't. He just used a similar chord pattern. Right. You've got you know twelve notes. You're gonna eventually repeat two of them. You sure. Know? Uh, but he won that court case, and I thought, you know what, Ed Sheeran deserves a payday. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I I want to be part of making that the number one record this week. You know, uh, and really previously not being much of an Ed Sheeran fan, I liked him in his uh, uh, cameo in the Yesterday movie. Uh, I liked Ed Bloody Sheeran. Ed Bloody Sheeran. <laughs> uh, I liked uh, uh, the song that he did on the uh, Hobbit soundtrack, but that barely counts. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I I not that familiar with Ed Sheeran, but I decided you know what I completely agree with his camp in the lawsuit. I am absolutely on his side in that. Sure. He, is, he is a victim of people who are just money-grubbing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go buy his album because I'm glad he won. You know, uh, I which, thought about that and didn't, but yeah, I thought about doing it. I, I was gonna say, I actually had a, a, a friend of mine was like, that's a dumb reason to buy an album. <laughs> I think that's, that's such a dumb reason to buy an album. Mm, Why are you doing that? I, I don't was think like, so. No, I, well, I, I, I see their point because like, you don't even like this guy. Why are you doing this? All right, fair point, but I'm still going to do it. And I bought it, and I listened to it, and I went, oh, this is lovely. I want to hear more Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you know, like, I have not been giving this guy the shake that he deserves. I've not been, well, you know. you know, you can say that's a dumb reason to buy an album, but, you know, how many alternative rock 
punk people bought the Dixie Chicks when they were, you know, yeah. when they were against George Bush and all yeah, that. So, yeah. and people went out and did that. Yeah. So, you know, let's, I mean, come on. And how many people also bought them when they changed to just the Chicks? Because, yeah, they, exactly. you know, hey, mm-hmm. they're on the right side of history again. Right. You know. Except uh, at God Walmart. God bless the Dixie Chicks. Huh? Except at Walmart. Well, yeah, except at Walmart. Because uh, um, at Walmart, it still said Dixie Chicks on it. Yeah, well, there which were. Which I don't understand. Well, there were, they, they had released a certain percentage of it already. They were already in the stores. They couldn't recall all of mm. them, so some of them just got put out on shelves. But God bless the chicks, okay. is all we're saying. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it, it, yes, it might have been a questionable or even stupid reason to buy an album, but I, I bought the album, and I went, oh, I was always supposed to like this guy. Mm. He's a fellow ginger who plays an acoustic guitar. Why don't I love Ed Sheeran? That's a good point. You know? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> He's one of me. And, you know, I, I, I should absolutely be, be listening to this guy. Uh, and just was very charmed by the album and very won over by the, you know, sort of emotive aspects of his writing that I had previously dismissed as saccharine. I, you know, realized, oh, no, that's just a guy, like, working his shit out, mm-hmm. you know, and I deeply respect that. And that's what most of my albums are. Yeah, uh, I mean, my albums are sometimes so personal that they're inaccessible, you know. <laughs> and Ed Sheeran manages to write hits. How is he not my god? You know, <laughs> like in that way. Yeah. Uh, I and look, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to become like all about Ed Sheeran or whatever. But I did really like that album. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I've heard a few of his songs, and I've never been turned off by them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it never. I never really. Sought it out either. So. Well, and there's, I mean, whatever you think of the song, whether you like it because it's catchy, whether you hate it because it's catchy, there's not a person in the world that doesn't occasionally walk around just kind of idly, accidentally humming to themselves, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, I'm in love with your body. Mm. Like, and which is so far removed from so much of what he does. You know, like that's the first Ed Sheeran song I heard, and I went, oh, that's not for me. You know, and yeah. then like I heard this album and went, oh, most of his stuff is for me. <laughs> like that, that one's well, the everybody's album. got one, you know. Yeah. So uh, uh, this album, you know, I bought it basically just to support someone that I agreed with from a songwriter perspective. And it turned out that I really, really like his songwriting. So that it just yeah, it yeah. made it onto the list. It's I'm actually a little bit surprised it's not higher and the only reason it's not higher is there's just stuff I listened to more this year, and that's not right. a comment on his album. That's a comment on the al- other albums that I did listen to more. Uh, but uh, great album from a guy that I really need to go and buy his back catalog. So that's uh, that was my number 12, was Ed Sheeran Subtract. We are now ready for your number 11. Okay, my number 11, Iggy Pop, Every Loser. Nice. That's also on my list. Cool. Yeah, so it's Iggy Pop. Yeah. I mean, it's the angry, sweary, yeah, just <laughs> nuts, everything you want Iggy Pop to be Iggy. Yeah. And the fact that he's 800 or however old he is, <laughs> um, the fact that it's this late in he's his career. 46. <laughs> he's not 46. No. Um, I actually I'm, have to know that. Keep talking. I actually have up. no idea how old he is. You can look it up. But for him to, and I'm going to be saying this about a few other records on my list here, but for him to be this late in his career and make a record that is this angry and this spirited yeah. is just yeah. amazing. What's he, like 89 or something? 76. 
Okay. It's like the same age as dad. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, now granted he has help. He's got Duff McKagan and he's got yeah, yeah. Um, a few other people who yeah. I'm blanking right now. Sure. I should have brought Always with me so I could look at it. I thought about doing that, but then I felt like that was playing my hand. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, so he's got, you know, younger guys who are, you know, and yeah. not, not that young, but yeah. um, who are, you know, giving it a kick in the music. But it's all the stuff you want Iggy to be. There's a little bit of the artistic side of Iggy in there a with a little bit of his uh, like his love letter to Miami yeah and sure. there's that there's the there's some of the weird transitions that are in there sure but there's also a lot of ang- uh, ang- Iggy just being angry and being juvenile and yep. uh, just you know the punk rock god he is so yeah. you know there's no there if you've if you like Iggy and the only you know, and outside of like we're going night clubbing and all that yeah. crap, um, which you know I it's gotta a admit song. I yeah. kind of like that song. Yeah. But um, if you like the real Iggy, yeah, this the uh, Stooges never went away type Iggy, yeah, you're gonna love this record. Yeah, that's just all there is to it. Uh, hands down, best album since Beat 'Em Up. Oh yeah, easy. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. easily say that. And uh, and I and Ready to Die, I like. I thought it was a great sure. record. I liked Post Pop Depression. Yeah, uh, I liked it. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, that's the side of it. Yeah, I don't get into as much, but I did like that record. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot to add. Just an outstanding record. It's just. It's amazing to see a seventy-six-year-old man still raising all ten middle fingers. And, yes, exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. Yeah, I mean, just a you know. God bless Iggy Pop. We need more Iggy Pops in this world, you know? Oh, man. And, yeah, I mean, that's one that, you know, it's I picked it up, uh, again, like, right, right when it came out. And I thought, yeah, okay, well, like I'm going to give it a, I'm gonna give it a go. You know, Iggy's been a little weird here lately. Let's sure. see what happens. And just a sigh of relief when I heard the first song. Yeah. And just, you know, and uh, the volume went up. And, yeah. <laughs> and I've listened to it. Multiple times throughout the year, and it keeps this one. It's it's a three dayer every time. You know, yep. you keep listening to it. Great record. Um, yep. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't higher. I kind of debated between this one and like my number six. I kind of went. It, okay. They went back and forth. That's you know, depending. Yeah. So I decided. Wow, that's okay. a wide sweep there. It is, but yeah. the other stuff. I mean, I've got stuff like that. The too. other stuff fit in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah understand. Um, it's kind of yeah. like I debated yeah. on making it higher because listen to it so often, um, but. Uh, you know, it is Iggy. It probably should have been top ten. It's on eleven. It probably should have been ten. But um, sure. yeah, just Iggy all the way. Th- you know, just just fantastic. Uh, I mean, excellent choice. I got nothing to argue with you with you on that because uh, it is in my top ten. Because at my number eleven mm-hmm. is on the complete other side of the gamut. <laughs> uh, Beth Bombara's "It All Goes Up." Okay, liked it, but not on the list. Okay, uh, it's really on the list. Uh, Almost exclusively based on the third song, which I just really like. Uh, which I, because I'm talking about it, I'm blanking on the name of it. Sure. Track three on the album. Right. <laughs> I really like. Uh, Beth Bombar, I've been a fan of for a few years now. I think it was the first time you heard her at the Open Highway Fest mm-hmm. when we went. Okay. Yeah, that was. I'd heard, I'd heard the name, but I yeah. had no idea who she was. Yeah, she's a, I mean, a local artist. She's a St. Louis person, but she's on the national scene. Uh, and uh, uh, basically Americana, you know, alt country. She fits in that genre, bordering on folk in places. Uh, but she put out an album this year. Uh, it all goes up. That just takes everything you think about that genre for me, and anyway, takes everything that you think about that genre and just 
does it. Yeah. You know, just simply does yeah. it. And, you know, really good, catchy hooks. It's one of those albums that I... I uh, Last week, I put it in the player, because I just sort of listened to some of the ones that I was like, all right, where does this go on the list? You know, mm-hmm. I just re-listened to some right. of those albums. And I put that one in, and I was like, oh, that just makes me feel warm and good. Hmm. You know, and it just sort of... I, I'm As you were just saying about Iggy Pop, I'm a little surprised that this is in my, in my top ten. Because I just think of that album, and perfect cover for it, because it's nice, bright, warm colors, mm-hmm. and that's how it makes me feel to listen to it. Yeah, it's a very remarkable, very chill. Yeah. Um, oh, al- yeah. Almost all of her stuff is really chill. Yeah. Everything Which, I've again, heard, anyway. I love old, sad bastard music. <laughs> right. So that works for me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, so, and I think the only reason it's not in is because I have so much other things I've listened to. I don't think I spent enough time with it to sure. really rank it. Sure. Uh, but I did like uh, the listens that I gave it, I did enjoy. Um, it's just that so much stuff was coming out, it kind of got lost in the shuffle, and I feel bad about that a little bit. Sure. Because um, I, uh, you know, bought some stuff from her at the uh, uh, Open Highway Fest. She's yeah. a very nice woman. My, you know, I talked yeah. to her for a few minutes, and yeah. you know, really cool, and very glad she's on the St. Louis scene that she's one of ours. Yeah. So <laughs> very glad about that. Um, so I really need to listen to it more, and I need to investigate more for older stuff than I have. Oh, if you um, want to borrow any of her older stuff, I've got some good Well, ones. she's got a uh, yeah. deal right now on, uh, yeah, on so the internet. I already you... have that album. Yeah. But I would have, yeah, she's uh, doing, she'll give you a free CD. You just pay five bucks for shipping. Mm-hmm. And she sends a CD, which is yeah. great. And you know? it's autographed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, so, you know, I don't really have a whole lot to add from what you said. It's just a little bit more, like I said, it's a little more chill than what I listen to a lot. Sure. Although, um, there's some chill stuff later. Um yeah. But yeah, I really like her voice and that. I just, yeah, I think I just didn't listen to it enough to put it on the list, which is uh, a religious uh, shame on me. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know about shame on you. It's just kind of what happened. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, fine. but you know, you know, local. I mean, I should be a little bit more uh, aware of it. So all right, but, fine. Anyway, shame you on go. you. <laughs> How's that feel? <laughs> Shameful. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that 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 tracks. Yeah. The good news is you now have a chance to reduce your shame by having a really great number 10. We're into the top 10. What is your number 10? My number 10? Metallica, 72 seasons. Honorable mention. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I need to listen to it more, is the honest truth of it. Okay, I've, that's I've fair. Listened, I've listened to it a, a, a couple few times, and it sounds like them. It's mm-hmm. what I want them to sound like. It's what I want out of a Metallica album. But when I laid out the albums on the table, it didn't make a sound in my head. Okay, that's first off, that's a little weird. Okay. <laughs> Making the sound in your head. Well, thing. no, what I'm but... saying is if I look at the cover, <laughs> I can't think of, of the song that I love off that album. Mm. So, is, yeah. Is all I mean by um, that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, see, it's, I think, the best album they've done since probably Master of Puppets. Here's the thing. Or I Justice. agree. Maybe uh-huh. maybe since Justice, only it sounds better. Yeah. See, I agree. But I just, I, I when I look at it, I go, you know, I don't love that one yet. And mm. and there is a yet. Sure. So I'm, I, I think next year, when I revisit my prior year's list, I'm going to go, I, how did I not have that one on there? You know, but I, yeah. I just didn't quite make it for me. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's everything about the first several Metallica records that you love and you, sh- you should love and you're supposed to love. Sure. It's all that. Um, there are a few riffs that are very similar to old school riffs, purposefully. Sure. 
um, because of the kind of the concept of the first seven two seasons of life. Um, sure. And uh, there's some great songs. I mean, Lux Eterno is a great single, um, nice, fast, thrashy song. Um, uh, what's uh, what's it called? Sleepwalking My Life Away. I love that song. Yeah, um, just the, uh, the got a cool uh, cool bass intro to it. Not complex, but cool. Uh, yeah, just so if darkness has a son or had a son, it's a great song. Lots, uh, just lots of good riffing. I think good lyrics. The maybe not as catchy as it could have been. There's yeah, not a lot of choruses, and that's probably what is turning people off. Yeah. But I mean, it's so good. Hmm. The riffs are great. The song structures are great. That's a band that can do a long song, and it's fine. Sure. You know, <laughs> there's a few long ones on there. Sure. Um, especially the last song. Latter Day Metallica is not enough of that, frankly. Yeah, I mean, you know, the uh, Death Magnetic, which people crap on, and I have no I like idea why. One. It's a great record. Yeah, I like that one. Um, the first three songs are super long, and then it gets super short. The rest yeah. of it is very, yeah, very bizarre. Yeah. But after uh, their last record, Hardwired, which I yeah. did not like. Oh, I, um, the stuff I liked, I really liked. The stuff that I didn't, just did absolutely nothing Two, three for songs. Me. Yeah. Outside of that, okay. it's like, okay, yeah, not, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, I wasn't, you know, really, uh, my expectations weren't very high. Sure. Um, put it on and just it was like, oh yeah, great, good, sounds good, you know. And it does take a while. It's a grower. It takes a little bit. It's not something you're going to love right away. Yeah. And in the current musical environment, that probably is a point against you. Sure. Um, so everything's single-based now. We're, we've gone full circle back to like the 50s and yeah. early 60s to where everything is single-based. Yeah. Um, but if you have the time to spend with it and you you know get into it, uh, yeah, I think it's one of their better records and very, very happy that it's out and in the world. Um, and I did not go see the show <laughs> because... Who could afford it? Well, I mean, there were some decent packages, actually, especially oh, yeah, okay. especially close to the time. And there's some websites out there that are... Um, Cheapseats.com will yeah, help you out. I, not a sponsor. Uh, no, yeah, not a sponsor. I, I, I just, I don't know if I trust those sites. Well, Because um, they're not sponsoring my friend show. A friend of mine went to... That's a good point. A friend of mine used that sponsor site. Sponsor the show, Cheap Seats. I'll start using it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Friend of mine went to both nights for like sixty bucks. What is their first and last name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Um, so a coworker actually. So he was like, "I oh, gotta go." I was like, "Dude, my daughter is in a play this weekend. I can't yeah. go." Okay. So because right. um, I was actually really wanting to go. to I that. think I remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. but anyway, uh, for the album itself, uh, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, classic metallic album, right up there with everything else. Um, you know, and I don't have anything more to say about it than that, other than, uh, yay, new Metallica. <laughs> yeah, I, look, it, it, the lessons I've done of it, it ticked all the boxes. I was like, yep, that's exactly how they should sound. That is exactly how I want them to sound. I haven't listened to it enough. That's yeah. that's, that's 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 fair. all. That's, that's fair. all it is. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're, and I think one of the things you said is part of what my problem is. Yeah, you're right. Not that catchy, uh, which is fine. That's perfectly fine, especially for metal. That's perfectly fine. Right. Uh, but I just, I haven't listened to it enough to love it. I'm going to say the word again, yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to get there for me. It just hasn't. I haven't been in a metal headspace, except for a brief dalliance where all I listened to was Devin Townsend for a little while there. But mm. uh, I, I just, I haven't been 
zeroed in on metal, and it just didn't quite get there for me yet. But I, I think it's going to. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what did get there for me on my number 10 is uh, one we just a few moments ago talked about, Iggy Pop's Every Loser. Okay. So we are ready for your number nine. Perfect. Uh, number nine, uh, band I am new, I've been around for a little while, but I'm new to them. Okay. Uh, White Reaper, Asking for a Ride. I don't know a thing about this. You're, okay. you're alone. So, um, White, <laughs> White Reaper. Reaper? Mm-hmm. Is that like a pepper? Uh, it should be. <laughs> Actually named, I did look it up. I was like, well, what does this mean? Um, I looked it up and they named themselves after a Halloween decoration, which was the Grim Reaper dressed in white. And they went, okay. Okay, that's that's cool. So yeah, they sure. decided White Reaper. W- waiting so, for what now? Waiting for a ride. Well, that's that. I'm that's... sorry, asking for a ride. Oh, Excuse asking me. for a ride. Asking for a ride. That was the one that I keep saying the wrong title to because I keep wanting it to be waiting, but we it's asking. We talked about that before the show. Nobody else has context. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so White Reaper. So suddenly it's a musical. Yeah, um, everything in my life is a musical. I know. <laughs> White there's, Reaper. Just there's, just there's no dancing. White Reaper. Yeah, well, sometimes there's dancing. Not White right, Reaper fair. asking for a ride. What kind of band are they? Let's start there. Well, that is a good question. I think they started <laughs> I have no off idea. live. I've never listened to this album. <laughs> <laughs> I just doing it on there. They're paying me. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're totally not. Totally not. Sponsor of empty checking. And they, and, and they don't need. <laughs> to um so the i'll I'll define it by the record so the record starts as a garage punk record okay okay very much so by the end of the record the last song is acoustic and there have been several arena sing-alongs okay so i think they now it's still got that same sound to it don't get me wrong they don't the sound doesn't change into this whole thing but the structures and the way the songs go so it's almost like hearing a band's entire career over the course of 10 songs, but <laughs> it's all new. Are they a band, or are they... Fairly newer. Okay. This is like their third or fourth release. Okay, I don't feel um, that bad for nothing. No, and okay. it's something, yeah, so, uh, and they're just, I think, now starting to really, but their last records where they started really kind of coming to the attention of a lot of people. Okay. Um, had a song in a Taco Bell commercial. So, <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, but it's cool, because it's got a punky attitude, and it's got, you know, vocals that are very snotty vocals. Um, going through, but there's some really singable stuff. There's some very catchy, get in your head, you know, uh, type songs, but there's also songs that are like the first two songs. I'm like, how is this on a major label? This doesn't sound major label at all. By the end, it's like, oh yeah, this is totally major label record. <laughs> um, so I don't know if there are other, I did, you know, full disclosure, I haven't really dug into their other stuff. Um, as of yet, I intend to, it just hasn't happened as of yet. So you're not yet a White Reaper completist? No, I don't have a t-shirt, you know, nothing yeah. like that. But I really... Hat. Is there a hat? I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably a beanie. Uh, could be. Seems like there'd be a beanie. I don't know. I'll look into it. I, I, I don't know. Email um, me at db at derekbrink.com. Tell me if there's a beanie. There you go. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Sorry. Uh, when I picked, I, this is one of those records, this kind of a last minute thing. I read something about it. Okay. Online and went, and I said, oh, that's that record I read about. Um, and they and someone had described it as a garage punk power pop, which well, is that's intriguing. similar. Yeah, I don't quite necessarily agree with that, being a power pop purist. Okay, sure. But at the same time, um, yeah, okay, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of hard to describe, but when I listen to it, I immediately like, oh, that's nice and punky and snotty. I like that. And then it just got different, and it got a little bigger, and it got more um, 
you know, everything. Sure. <laughs> and the more I listened to it, I was like, wow, I really, really love this record. And, uh, you know, it's another short one. It's over in like 30 minutes. I mean, it's, you know, there's okay. it's not very long, um, which I'm kind of liking this trend. I do like long yeah. records too, but I'm liking getting back to 10 songs. Yeah, yeah. A lot easier to digest, easier well, to you don't pick feel out like your favorites. You, you don't feel, if you don't like the album, you don't feel like you've wasted that much time? You know? Well, not with that, but, you know, a lot of, for the 90s, yeah. Uh, most of the 90s and a little bit after, it, people were doing 15, 16 songs because they could. Oh, yeah, we've got mm-hmm. 80 minutes to fill. Yeah, yeah or not because yeah. they had, you know, that much music that was worth putting out. Yeah. You know, there's... Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that. Although yeah. occasionally I'll buy something and it's 30 minutes long and I'm like, really? I paid $15 for yeah. it. So there's a line there somewhere. Yeah, but it, it, it really depends on if they leave you wanting more or not. Yeah, so yeah. short record... Um, like I say, a lot of the genres kind of, it's not an obvious, like, oh, we're changing our genre every, no, it's not that it's very natural and it's very, nice. uh, well put together, but, um, you know, loud record, um, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, just what a song called crawl space, I think is fantastic. Um, there's one <laughs> called getting in trouble with the boss, which I also enjoy. Sure. Um, you know, so is that like how that. they ended up in the crawl space? Uh, no, Crawl Space is not actually, and it's not as nefarious as it sounds. Oh, okay. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, just a really cool, fun record, very loud record, something you can turn up loudly and, and dig on. <laughs> it's it's a very, on. very cool record. So that is my number nine, which when I first put it, I heard it, I said, okay, this is going to make the Fab 15 It'll be in the bottom, but I kept listening to it. It's like, nope, it's going up. It's creeping up. Nice. <laughs> it's going up. So there you go. So yeah, asking for a wide, a, a ride, white reaper. It's hard to say. Asking for a wide. Asking for a wide, <laughs> right, right reaper. reaper. I just, <laughs> uh, white reaper uh, asking gosh. for a ride. I can say it, but I also do tongue twisters like before we record. I don't know if you know that. No, I, I do I, not. I sit around, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Uh, harder to do than you think it is. Sure. Uh, I do, I do uh, uh, one, one smart fellow, he felt smart, uh, mm. which is hilarious when you get it wrong. Sure. Uh, I, I, I do, uh, I, I do, I just, I do tongue twisters before we do this, yeah. uh, which the, yes, I stutter this much, even though I do tongue twisters. You oh, that's, want to you know, know what happens if I don't try. got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, I, reaper. I do, I do the, uh, <laughs> white, white reaper, reaper. white Reaper. I, I do, I do Reaper. the vocal warm-ups from uh, To Be or Not To Be. I just walk around uh, nice. going, me, my, mo. That's all <laughs> yeah, I do. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> we have uh, cats messing around with our vertical blinds, if anyone can hear that in the background. Yeah, that's the weird noises happening. On this show, we work with cats. Uh, White Reaper, asking for a ride. I'm yes. going to have to check that out. I don't know. I, I, you said that, and I was like, I know all of those words. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'll have to check that out. Uh, my number nine is one that I'm going to be very surprised if it's not on your list. In fact, it's probably way higher. Uh, my number nine is an album from a band that's been around the block. Uh, they've, been, <laughs> they've been around for quite a while. You, if, you're, if you're a 1980s Young Ones fan, you know them. Uh, the new album by The Damned, Darkadelic. It is on my list, and Good. it is higher, yes. Good. Uh, yeah, The Damned, Darkadelic. Uh, the Damned, I, if you don't know them, kind of... I mean, goth is a fair word, but they're... Not entirely accurate, though. Yeah, but, I mean, 80s goth, sure. 
Mm-hmm. But like now goth, not as much. They're a little bit too bright for that. Mm-hmm. I guess well, you know, trendsetters. Yeah, early, yeah, early goth. That's that's a good way of putting it. But also uh, goth that sprang from punk. Yes. Originally punk, moved to goth. Yes. And then uh, I mean, if you're things. a punk person, you know the name Captain Sensible. Mm-hmm. You know who that is. Plays in his underwear. You know that guy. In fact, sometimes the underwear is optional. You know Captain Sensible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's in The Damned. And you probably... Uh, most of you know who The Damned are, if you're listening to the show, probably. Right. Um, I, look... Like, well, like you, I fell in love with The Damned because I saw them on a TV show and went, well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. You know? And I just kept paying attention. And this year they put out a new album, which I didn't know they were in line to do. Just one day I was in my local record store and went, there's a new Damned album? And Mm -hmm. I picked it up and went, awesome. You know? And I popped it in and went, oh, really awesome. Like, this is... Yeah. I, I... I don't even know how to start talking about how fucking good this album is. Oh, I do. Okay, but okay. please. Because okay, like, so. it's it's so... Uh, there are really great hooks there, but, like, the goths still aren't going to have a problem with it. Yeah. Because it, it still, like, has its its feet in that world and that kind of, like, oh, yeah, this is... It's, it's so gloomily fun. And, you know, like, they've still got a foot in the punk world, they've still got a foot in the goth world, but they've there's also, like, a weird pop element that pops up that I love. That's always been yeah. present in their music, but, like, well, yeah, it's, it's, just, always, it's, it's, it's always been it's there. It's quintessentially them. Yeah, so here's the thing, and that was kind of what I was going to say, um, although we do need to talk about the fact that they put one out several years back called Evil Spirits, sure. which was almost all very gloomy and... yeah. Um, gothy or, or, or early gothy, yeah. Not a whole lot of rock and fun to it. Right. This one is entirely different. The thing about Dark and Dalek is it's everything the Damned has ever done well. Finally, on one record yes. together, that is not like a hits record. Yes. Okay. So started off first for a few records are fairly punk. Moved into a kind of a goth thing for a while, and they've had a few that are nobody knows what the hell they were doing, right? Including the band, yeah. Um, you know, and some other side projects. I mean, like Captain Sensible put out new wave stuff, yeah, for a while. You know, keyboard heavy new wave stuff. He did that, yeah. Um, you know, there have been several side projects, a lot of different people in and out of the band over the years, sure. Uh, Lemmy played some gigs with them when yeah. they were looking for a bass That's player right. from yeah. Motorhead, they called themselves the Doomed for a while, when, yeah, when he was sitting in, um. So the Damned have always had a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's been their deal. Right. And a lot of times you'd get all or nothing of one. You know, there's a Grave Disorder several years ago. Kind of did it a little bit, but a, a little album. bit of that. Yeah. Good album. But this one is everything they do well. And their songs, some of them are weird. Sure. There's weird breaks in them that don't make any sense. Sure. Um but there's a lot of really catchy stuff. There's uh, some nice old school punk to it. Yeah. Uh, some of the goth stuff, but it's like more the beautiful side of goth. There is yes. a beautiful dark wave goth that happened in the 80s that people tend to not remember or overlook. Yeah. And it's a shame because that's the good stuff. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, anyway, I yeah, should sure. say. But um, yeah, this is the damned being the damned in every way possible to you everything you ever liked but if you ever liked anything by them there's something on here for you yep i did read one online review where somebody called it self-parody and i disagree entirely yeah, no, i, I get where they are coming from with that thinking mm. oh well they're doing this and that 
Uh, no, I think it's the most authentic thing to them. Yeah, I think they're they've done in a long themselves. time. I, I, you, you, they're embracing them, themselves. We're not yeah. making fun of. Themselves. I mean, there's a weird yeah. spoken word thing at the yep. end that's just goofy. Sure. Um, I mean, it's so. And when the damned go dark, it's almost funny. Yeah. It's so caricature. Yeah, that's and that might that might uh, that might annoy Dave Vane a little bit. <laughs> to hear, hear me say that uh, and it might annoy some of their old school fans but it's true it's definitely listening by the way yeah right exactly uh, <laughs> I say um, <laughs> but yeah it's, it's such a good record uh, you know if you've never even heard of The Damned it's a good place to start yeah you know um, I, there are a handful of albums I'd recommend by them to anybody but sure good place to start if you're an old school Damned Head and Damned Head Damned fan. I don't like Damned Ted. That, no, that, that's Damned bad. Damned doesn't work. Um, if you're old school Damned fan and you're... It's like a Hellraiser movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you haven't listened to it or you're unsure of whether you should listen to it, do. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's a great, it's a, it's a great album. Yeah, that great was the one, by the way, that went back and forth with Iggy. Okay, yeah. I, I couldn't decide, that, you know, which way to go. But I figured since the Damned is a little more um, artistic. Sure, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I'm um, more. That's, that's I, why. I no that's why they. That, that's, <laughs> that's why they. Uh, that's that's why they won out. But yeah. and then that battle. But yes, that's uh, Dark Delic. Excellent choice. Excellent record. Yeah, yeah. It's my number nine. Uh, I, I have no problem with that being higher on your list. It maybe should be higher on mine. Uh, it's yeah, just just a wonderful record. I, you know, it's it's nice to pop in something and just kind of. Have expectations, and then not only have them met, but have them exceeded, and that's that's what happened for me with with Darkadelic. Sure. Is I I okay. Well, I'm gonna hear a damned album, and I put it in, and I went, oh, I'm hearing every damned album. Right. Exactly. And that, that's so nice. That's wonderful. They mm-hmm. they really mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. And great time. name too. Yeah, Darkadelic. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's I love wonderful. that. I almost wish they, they, there was a band called that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, it's good. Go there could it. be somebody out there could take that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I could take that. Who knows? Mm. Uh, somebody take that. I'm not going to take that. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm too tired. Doesn't fit somebody, your vibe. Somebody younger than me take that. Right. It's it's a good uh, it's a good uh, good band name. Uh, but yeah, damn, Darkadelic was was my number nine. That brings us to your number eight. Okay, number eight is a record that. Uh, by rights, probably should be higher. Okay. Um, it's going to be higher on almost everybody's list but mine, but it had to be top 10. Um, love the record, just not quite normally in my wheelhouse. Uh-huh. Uh, Boy Genius, the record. On my list, much higher. Yeah, I knew it would be. Um, so, yes, let's talk about it. Okay. Um, so, I... It was one of those, one of those bands that I, you know, I'd read... You know, I'd heard about... I mean, I knew... I was familiar somewhat with Phoebe Bridger stuff. Sure. Uh, not to a point where I really knew a whole lot about it, but I'd heard it and I'd heard of her. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Had some super group she's in. I was like, okay, fine. Sure. So um, I was stopping by the record store. Oh, hey, there's that. I picked it up. Put it in. I was like, wow, this is really interesting stuff. You know, yeah. when I listened to it and uh, you know, I got home and said to my daughter, uh, oldest daughter Tessa again, say, Hey, you've heard of Boy Genius? Just say, I just downloaded Boy Genius. Nice. <laughs> so we got into this thing. I um, really hope. Th- I, I was really hoping that she knew them. <laughs> yeah, she's. Oh, she's a massive Boy Genius. Good. Um, so that's very. That makes me very happy to hear. Yeah. So Boy Genius again. It's really quiet for me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's actually one of the surprises of the album because they they intentionally market themselves looking very kind of punk 
and very kind of, you know, flamboyantly oh. you know, aggressive or whatever. Very, very chill. Yeah, very quiet. Uh, I mean, I, there, there are very you know, deep. upbeat moments. But yes. uh, yeah, very, very yeah, deep. I mean, very a lot chill, of people are. Which is Julian Baker's influence, I think. If you've ever heard any Probably. of her solo mm-hmm. stuff, her solo stuff is very introspective and very, yeah, old sad bastard music, which mm-hmm. uh, it might be. That would be a great name for this episode if it was going to be called the Fab 15 Albums of 2023. Uh, she's very low key. Uh, although, uh, did you did you watch the SNL performance recently? I did. Okay, it was first of all, it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dressed like the Beatles. It was wonderful. Yep. Uh, but also, it was one of those things where watching that, I went, "Oh, I think this might be Julian Baker's band," because she was right down front. She was taking most of the lead vocal, and it was just kind of, "Oh, this is this is just a different side of her from her solo career," because her solo career is very, very uh, quiet. And very, mm-hmm. very kind of slow paced. Uh, I, by the way, knew know nothing outside of Boy Genius about uh, Lucy uh, Dacus, 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 I, I think. Dacus, yeah, I don't know thing about her either. I, I, but I, although she, she seems seemed, to be very popular, uh-huh. but, she also seemed to be the angriest of the three. Yes, uh, although Phoebe Bridgers, Phoebe Bridgers can get in there. Certainly knows how to smash a guitar. Mm-hmm, she does. Uh, but uh, Julian Baker, I really like. Her and uh, like the SNL performance just made me kind of zero in on wow I, she's really great and Phoebe Bridgers is, uh, I mean I'll be honest with you I'm not that big a Phoebe Bridgers fan I get it but I mm-hmm. I just haven't done I guess the deep dive or right. whatever uh, but I just uh, you know just everything about the band just ticked all the boxes for me and the SNL performance just solidified that and uh, yeah I've really. I, I it's I feel like they're accomplishing what the high women tried to do. Different genre, but yes. Different, well, only slightly. A little only bit. Only slightly. Yeah. Part of it is just they're slightly bigger names, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're pulling off what the high women tried to do. They're young, fun, all female music that. It's something for the kids, but also you know, forty and fifty year old men are going. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. You know, they're. I don't they're know how fun it. it is. I don't. I don't know that I would call them a fun band. Well, but they're. Uh, some of the stuff is fun. Some uh, of it is. There's yeah. a few songs, sure. Yeah, like the singles that you're like the, the, the strong enough well, to be your man. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's that's a fun song. Yeah, a lot of people are familiar with that song and then don't know anything about the rest of it. Well, that's because you yeah. see that you, again. We're in a single-driven society. Yeah, and they yeah. do that on the on most of the TV appearances they've done. They've done that song. Yeah. Um, so that's it. But yeah, so the thing about them is that I also like is it's very confessional. Yeah. Um, real deep. Uh, it's about, not only is it about um, just feelings everybody has, but it's um, of uh, loneliness and, uh, you know, so kind of being an outcast. But it's also about being a woman yes. in today's society. Yes. And further to the point, being, generally speaking, being a queer woman. Yes. Um, because I think at least two of the, the three, band, I think everybody in the band identifies somewhere on the well, rainbow. Well, yeah, um, I know Phoebe Bridgers is uh, identifies as bisexual. Yeah, um, Julian Baker is lesbian, and I'm not sure about Lucy. Um, I believe I, I'm not sure, but she's somewhere in there. I believe she's bisexual. Yeah, so um, I, I'm, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to look yeah. that up because it's so important that we're right about it's that. Also, it is important we're right about that, but it's also important that we talk about it. Yeah, because um, you know the thing is, it's it's in there. It's factual, 
and you listen to it, and the first listen or two, you won't actually get that. Uh, according to her Wikipedia, she describes herself as queer and says that the terms bisexual or pansexual come closest to defining her sexuality. Just okay. want to make sure that we're clear about that. Yeah, fair. Um, you know, and again, if I made any, any generalizations and I'm wrong, then apologies. Yeah, but, abs- it's not malicious. Um, it's just ignorance yeah, on both of our parts. Right. Yeah. Trying to, I'm actually trying to help. Yeah, <laughs> trying to, trying yeah. to put, out, put it out there. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so you don't necessarily get that within the first few listens. Sure. But once that clicks, it just brings a whole new dimension to it. Yep. Um, now, they have been, uh, and I don't say this in a flippant way, although it is kind of funny, um, they were on an earlier Saturday Night Live sketch uh-huh. before they appeared on it. Yeah. Um, they were referred to as Sad Little Queer Girl Music. Yeah. Which um, a lot of people say that, and I think that's not necessarily 100% correct. There's more to it than sure. that. right. But that's not incorrect either. Yeah. Uh, I just picked up... They also put on an EP this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. More of a single, really. It's but called The Rest. Yeah, yeah. it's only like four songs, but... Yeah, which I, I actually... Uh, I almost like that more than I, I like the record. See, I'm not a... <laughs> I like some of it, but it just... It's like, okay, this is... I was. I felt a little like I paid a little bit too much for it. Okay. Um, well, no, that's was, valid. Yeah, because yeah. one song's like thirty seconds or something crazy yeah, like that. You paid Once, like eleven bucks. Yeah, for right. Five whatever songs. it was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, I had the same feeling. So, uh, but I was at the record store and was talking to the person that sold it to me. Sure. Who said that you know they had a listening party for it? So yeah. I said that didn't go very long, did it? She said no. It was really, <laughs> it was really <laughs> short. Uh, but the person said, but for that point in time. We were the epicenter of lesbian culture in St. Louis. Yeah, I, I said, yeah, I, that makes sense. I know the record story you're talking about, and I think they even posted that on their on their Facebook. Yeah, so yeah. that uh, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't see that, but yeah, yeah. but that is um, yeah, but it just goes to show though that there are so many people who are, you know, who identify straight and yep. other things who uh, whatever you identify mm-hmm. can still find something to connect to. Oh yeah, in the record, and like yeah. I say, it's a little bit. I think the probably the reason it isn't higher uh, is because. Well, partially because there's something I'm going to get to later that ticks more boxes for me. Okay. Um, that's just not really related. Really. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll get there. The point yeah. is, um, it's if it was, it needs a little bit more um, for me to have it hired my lesbian a little bit more um, upbeat. Sure. Musically, not necessarily valid. lyrically. Yeah. But um, I have to be in a certain headspace to really listen to it yeah, and valid. get something out of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's a great record, and it kind of is their year. Everybody's talking yeah. about them, you yeah. know, so good for them, hopefully. Um, and, it, and it's a side band. Yeah. So hopefully they can continue on and do more things later and still keep their solo careers together. Uh, you know, but, yeah, it's absolutely one of the albums that everyone has been talking about this year, and with good reason. Yep. So there we go. Yeah. It's just, uh, for me, it's just a little bit slow. Sure. And that's just a personal thing. It's nothing against no, yeah, sure. the music at all. It's just my taste. Sure. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, I, speaking as a Leonard Cohen fan, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> uh, but I mean, all of the things you said are why it's so much higher on my list, uh, which we'll get there when we get there. But sure. It's, it's, you know, much higher on my list. But I, yeah, it's one of the things that jumps out at me about it is that, yes, you have... Uh, three women and extra musicians, whatever. You have sure. three women who 
identify as what I guess in the past we would call alternative sexualities. Right. But now they're just sexualities as they should be. Uh, we have women who don't identify as cisgender, you know, basically. Or I, I guess at least don't uh, don't identify as cishet. I'm still learning some of the terminology. Folks at home, please stick with me and hear my heart. Uh, but you have you have these women who are singing their truth, and I'm, let's face it, a middle-aged white man, and I'm going, yeah, I get this, I really like this. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's magic. Yeah. You know? Like, that, that, that should be impossible. Right. And, like, these three women are speaking to me in a way that not only do I like it, but I also hear it and go, oh, they have things to teach me. Right. I, I need to listen closely yeah, that's a, to this. That's a, that's a very good point. I need to listen to their voices and I need to learn from them. These are women who I'm probably old enough to be their dad. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I'm definitely old enough to be their dad. Yeah, me too. And I hear them and I'm learning things. I could be their grandpa, honestly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I don't know if you're that much older Not than quite me, that. But, no, quite yeah. there, but it feels but, like uh, it sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing. What they're pulling off and what they're accomplishing, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm very grateful for that. I will sing their praises forever. Yeah, um, and from a social impact point, yeah, um, I agree with you. It should be higher on my list sure. if that's all I was going on. Sure. But I am going on how many how much I listen to it in my, you know, uh, yeah. taste level. Sure. But from a, but if we want to talk about the most impactful record of the year, then that's you know, oh that should that's, be that's number one. Number one, no question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, great album, great album. Uh, I'm <laughs> again going to sweep into a different part of the gamut for my number eight. Um, That's okay, I do later too, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, we all do. But uh, my number eight, uh, and again, <laughs> because Boy Genius is higher, uh, my number eight is an album that um, is a guy that I was prepared to write off, even after hearing his first album, which was still pretty good. Hearing his second album, I went, oh, fuck, he's undeniable. My number eight is Mammoth WVH's uh, second album, Two. Okay, uh, much higher on my list. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, at one point it was in my top five, but things kind of shuffled. Um, Mammoth WVH, Wolfgang Van Halen's band, Mammoth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put out his second album, and it's fucking great. Uh, I mean, it, it's yeah, just great. It is. It's uh, on on the first Mammoth album. I felt like he was willfully holding back as a guitarist because he didn't want to be compared to his dad. Right. You know, because I've, if if you're living in a box somewhere, his dad is Eddie Van Halen from Van Halen, uh, and Wolfgang Van Halen. Gee, you think they might be related? Uh, Wolfgang on his first album under the Mammoth WVH name. Uh, again, I just felt like he was holding back a little, purposely kind of going, I can do that, but I'm not going to do that. I feel like you could almost hear that in that album, that he was willfully not doing that. Mm-hmm. And on this album, he does that. Yeah. He He's like, you know what? I am my father's son. The world recently lost him, and they need someone to carry on his name, carry on his legacy, and carry on his sound. And by God, my last name is Van Halen. Yeah. And he brought it. I agree. And it is a... The songs are... You hear them and they immediately feel familiar, but not but not cliche. 
The songs feel like they belong on a Van Halen album, and yet they feel completely removed from that world. Uh, because right. he is... You listen to him play, and you go, well, he's clearly his father's kid. But you also listen to him play and go, I haven't heard this before. This is unique, and this is new. Sure. And he nailed it on all on all fronts you could put this you could play this album for somebody who doesn't like van halen has no idea what van halen is it's like, here's van halen goes ah, i don't understand that noise you could play this album for that person they'll go yeah there's something there i get it mm-hmm. like he took what his dad did made it his own and lived in it yeah. he put out a great album that reflects on his past and his upbringing, but it's still 100% him and it's still 100% moving forward. It's amazing. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, I mean, you know, his, not only does he have his father's influence and all the influence from just classic rock from forever, but, I mean, he was a kid who grew up in the 90s. His main listening yeah. was 90s music. And yep. you can tell. You yeah. listen to he it, you can hear it. Yeah. It sounds... Modern, it sounds like a modern rock record. It's just got a few Eddie Van Halen solos on it. Yep. And it's got that sense of melody yeah. that the good Van Halen has. There's yeah. a lot of Van Halen, especially early stuff, and I'm not going to get into the debates. Yeah, sorry, everybody. Um, the <laughs> early Van Halen, I love it. Yeah. But there's a lot of it that it's just them bashing away with no real point or focus to it. Yep. Um, and so, uh, <clears throat> DOA. Um, so <laughs> anyway, um, but I love that, but this at is DerekBrink.com for right. those of you who need to email the show. And, and, I, and I love that song. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I, I, I love all the Van Halen records. Yes, um, absolutely. And, but the, Van Halen to me, no matter who was singing, was always at their best when they were playing driving rock with a good sense of melody Yep. Um, you know, good courses uh, and the melody involved and just fun songs you want to listen to. And that's what this is. There's some really serious lyrics on here. Yeah. There's, there's lyrics about him dealing with his dad's death because when he yeah. released the last record, his father just died. Yeah. And Eddie has a cameo on the first record, yes, or the first does. song. Yeah. Um, but the album wasn't about that. Right. The only song was about that was The Distance, which I think got thrown on yeah. at the end. He'd just written it and it got put on at the end. So yeah. his, it, this album is, apart from having other things involved, it's not all about that. But there's more than one song that is about dealing with dad's death and yeah. dealing with how do I move forward with this? How do I feel about the way people are treating me and treating right. the world with it? Imagine um, living with that. Yeah. So... He, but yeah, but he comes out the other end strong. It's a strong record uh, made by a strong individual. Yep. And it's one of the best rock records you're going to hear. Yeah, and he played everything on it, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he has a touring band, but all the musicians, it, it, it's all him. Yeah. So uh, in the studio, which is as pure as you can get it, which probably Eddie Van Halen wanted to do forever and couldn't. Yeah, I think probably, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Um, I mean, he could have, but he had Alex but, yeah, yeah. there, you know, yeah. so he's got his brother, so that's a whole different thing. Right. So, um, but yeah, but it's just a fantastic rock record. I uh, kind of, I think, I don't know how much he held back on the first record is so much he purposefully said, this is not Van Halen. Yeah. This is not a classic rock record. This right. is a modern rock record. And that's what it did. This one, he said, okay, this is a modern rock record, but hey, guess what? It's everything. Yeah. Let's do it all. 
and um, it works brilliantly. Yeah. Um, Party at the end of the world or whatever that song is called. That um, I think I got the name. Another That's close. Another it's party not... at the end of the world. I think is the name of it. That, it Again, we yeah. don't. We didn't. We don't have this stuff in front of us because we're right. trying to not. You know. And it's so hard to know song titles now. Nothing is <laughs> in front of you anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's a great song. Um, there's just so many good songs on it. And again, 10 songs. Yeah. Exactly what it needs to be. Um, it's perfect. If, if, yeah. if, if this would have been longer, it wouldn't have been as good. It's just fantastic. Right. Yeah. So um, great, it. great rock and roll record. So yeah, yeah absolutely, 100%. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, God bless Wolfgang Van Halen. One of those guys who, I, I said earlier, I was prepared to write him off. Uh, and that's, you know, just the thing years ago where he was playing bass in Van Halen and they photoshopped him in over the photos of Michael Anthony. Mm-hmm. I held that against him for a really long time, which wasn't fair because he wasn't the one. Yeah, he had the nothing Photoshop. to do with that. You know, he was just in the band. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, like my dad and uncle asked me to play with them and I said yes. Right. You know, that, that was his experience at that time. But like... Mm-hmm. I, I was prepared to, it, it, even if not for that, I was still prepared to dismiss him because I remember seeing the brief re- reunion tour that Van Halen did with Sammy Hagar, where mm-hmm. during Eddie's guitar solo, Wolf Wolvie came out on stage playing 316 and hung out with his dad for a while, and everyone was like, oh, it's Wolvie, he's young and cute. Uh, and, you know, I was prepared to just be like, ah, oh, this is son of a rock star, who cares? I was right. prepared to feel that way about him. And then it turns out that he's really great. Yep. You know, and he has the chops, and he deserves the legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, who knew? <laughs> you know, everybody yeah. but me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, True. It, it just, it just, um, he absolutely. Here's, I, I, I mean this, and I hope that this comes across as the compliment that I mean it to be. He absolutely earned it. Yeah. If his name, if his last name was not Van Halen, he would still be great, and he would still have a record contract, and he would still be releasing incredible music. Yeah, it's great, you know. And the fact that is, I mean, we keep talking about the Van Halen thing, but it is, it is a modern, up to the minute rock record. Yes. As much as it's got the Van Halen um, sounds in it, and as much as it's got the melon and everything, it is a record uh, of today for today. So yep. there you go. That's that's yeah. what. That's what makes it impressive. That's yeah. what sends it over the over the edge. Yeah. He also gave us one of my uh, favorite insults of the last uh, decade. Yes, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> when someone criticized him on the internet, and he referred to them as, quote, you fucking grape. Right. <laughs> like, you can, like, hey, everybody, new insult just dropped. Right. You can call people a fucking grape now. Call a guy a grape. I'm like, what, what why? <laughs> it's so much better with the expletive. That's true. <laughs> like, you but fucking grape. Great. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't even know why that's an insult, but it's perfect. <laughs> Where'd <laughs> like, you get that? that? No clue. Like, that might be the moment where I decided to love him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God bless Wolfgang Van Halen. He's doing God's work for rock and roll. Uh, and on that, I, I, I'm done talking. You've talked a lot on it, too. I know it's on your list elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready to hear your number seven. Uh, number seven, we've already talked about uh, the struts. Pretty vicious. Okay, that was uh, my number 15. Mm-hmm. So we're, yeah, we're caught up already. So we're on to my number seven. 
my number seven is not going to be on your list. It's a relatively recent add to both my life and list. I uh, talked about it on the last show. My number seven is uh, Glenn Hansard's All That Was East Is West Of Me Now. Yeah, someone who I need to investigate. Yeah. So I saw the, like everybody else, yeah. I saw him at Shane McGowan's funeral. Oh, God, that was so good. And uh, I do a lot of, and I'll let you talk about the record in just a second, yeah, I promise. Sure. Um, but I do a lot of uh, YouTube rabbit holes with people from different countries talking about the differences between America and yeah. Ireland or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was watching one about Irish Christmas, because it's that time of year. Sure. And uh, talked about uh, something rather than, uh, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a uh, charity thing that happens, concert that happens, and uh, the lady said, you know, and Glenn Hansard from The Frames, who we all know, yeah. and like sure. like it was the most obvious thing in the world, I'm like, okay, Frames? Sure. <laughs> and I had sure. no clue, but uh, yeah, but I'm, uh, now when I have a minute, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, interested yeah. in, in yeah. pursuing, but uh, continue, talk about the thing. Uh, I mean, I, I, I genuinely, Checkmates, I talked about him in the last episode. Sorry if, if I'm repeating anything. So I, I don't want to go too deep on him because, you know, some people are listening to this right after the last one because they're at work and they're trying to get through their day. Right. But uh, Glenn Hansard, he's been on my radar for just short of forever. I mean, he was in the Commitments movie. Right. He was the guitarist in the Commitments uh, you know, uh, he's been around that long. And yes, his work with the Frames, which I've only recently come into contact with. Uh, my, I, I said in the previous episode, my experience with him up until this album has been entirely Spotify-based. It's like, oh, I, I, I kind of like that guy, and here's a playlist, and I'll listen to it, you know? And uh, he's known from the Frames, he's known from the Swell season... That was uh, the one I was trying to think yeah. of. Swell season. Yeah. Swell season. Uh, the there's I've got one of their albums recently. And it's great. Um, but he, you know, very. Uh, I mean, delves into that same pool of old sad bastard music that I like. <laughs> but there's also a lot of spirit to it because he's Irish, you know, and nobody does old sad bastard like the Irish. Uh, <laughs> well, and makes old sad bastard feel not like yeah, you know, makes it feel a little not bit, like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, it makes it. It's less uh, when the Irish do it for whatever reason. Yeah, it's got more life to it. Yeah, there's because uh, they're Irish. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, we're at a wake, but there's still joy to be had. Mm-hmm. You know, that's there. There's a reason it's called an Irish wake when people are drinking and having fun, but there's still sadness. You know. Uh, and he he just encapsulates that. And all that was east is west of me now is, uh, first of all, just one of those great Irish phrases. You mm-hmm. know, all that was east is west of me now. You know, uh, and I said that in the last episode. Sorry again, I'm repeating myself. But uh, he just really, on this album, because I guess I need to talk about this album more than I need to talk about the guy, but he really dialed into a... A, a, a weightiness, but with still a lot of joy. I mean, there was introspection, but there was also happiness. It, it It's almost introspection, but going, yeah, I'm looking deep into myself, and I'm I'm confronting what's there, and it turned out okay. <laughs> you know, that, that that's almost what his tone is on this album. Because, I mean, I mean that title, All That Was East Is West Of Me Now, the past is gone. I'm, the pa- whatever was ahead of me is behind me now, and I'm moving forward. Right. You know, and, like, that's 
a very Irish thing to do, and it's a very Irish thing to say. Yeah, this album just grabbed me in a way that all of his solo stuff was always supposed to, and when his stuff would pop up in a playlist or whatever in my you know digital consumption of him as much as as much as I hate Spotify I still find out about a lot of new artists that way It's generally what I use it for Yeah I I find out other about than the making artists. the Fab 15 playlists Yeah by experience with Glenn Hansard uh, his name is in my head because of Spotify in mm-hmm. that way they're doing a service they're doing more of a service because I found out about him there and then started buying his music in a way that he would actually get money. Right. Uh, so, you know, I guess, I, I guess just what I'm saying is this is the first full album of his that I bought, and it's leading to me buying more of his full albums because it was so good that I went, okay, well, what what led to this? I mean, this is so good. How did... what? What were the building blocks that got him here? Because right. this is so rewarding and so fulfilling, and I just it grabbed my heart and it hasn't let go. You know, in the in that very Irish way. Uh, although, again, his singing voice—you might even think he's an American because that that just sort of happens with some people's singing voices. But uh, he uh, he's he he just put out. I mean, he put out a top ten album. He put out my number seven album. And that's that's just kind of where I am with them. And yeah, Dave, you need to listen to them more. If you you know if you yeah, need sure. some recommendations, I'll be glad to give them to you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I need I I personally need to dive deeper into the frames and whatnot. But uh, just a great album. And it was one of those things that the moment I heard it, I went, well, this is a top ten. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, 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 lo and behold, wouldn't you know who won the pony? It's my number seven. There you go. So uh, with that, I know you don't have a lot to add to that. Uh, so I think we're ready for your number six. Number six. We talked about it. It's Darkadelic. Nice. Yep. Okay. So I guess we're ready for my number, number six. six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my number six. Uh, you used half of the album title it, earlier in the episode but you probably didn't know that you did my number six is the rolling stones hackney diamonds also on the list good mm-hmm. i'm glad to hear that. i didn't even know if you'd bought that album yet oh yeah uh I, I i i was on the fence i didn't know if i was gonna buy it you mm-hmm. know because the rolling stones put out a new album occasionally i mean very occasionally in the last anymore several yeah. years but uh, you know, they every now and again you hear, oh, the Stones are doing something, you know, and maybe uh-huh. you check it out and maybe you don't. And, I mean, what kind of got me on this album is someone said to me, all right, it contains a song that Charlie Watts played on and that also Bill Wyman shows up. Yeah. And I went, oh, well, I got to get that. Right. You know, and I bought it and I put it in the player and I went, oh, this is fantastic. It is. This is at all points, it hits... I mean, much like you were saying about the Damned record, at all points, this hits what you want out of a Stones record, no matter who you are. Yes. There's something on, on here for you, no matter what kind of Stones fan you are. Because I was, I was playing it in my car uh, when I had a friend in the car with me. I was giving him a ride home. And uh, it, I told him, hey, we're listening to the new Rolling Stones right now. And it was kind of one of the quieter songs, one of the sort of... I don't want to say ballads, but one of the more restrained, kind of laid-back songs. Sure. I said, this might be a weird one to come come in on. He says, no, 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 this is the Stones that I like. 
you know, like this is the perfect one for me to come in on. Oh, good. And I went, oh, okay, well, that, that's serendipity, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but like there's the laid back kind of relaxed Stones vibe. But there's also the, you know, rockers, the, you know, mm-hmm. hey, everybody get up and dance. Everybody get up and dance. You know, there's also, <laughs> that was my Mick Jagger. Uh, come on! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> the sad thing is that nobody listening to this can see it. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of hands on hips. Um, there's elbows out. It is, uh, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm... I'm I'm both intrigued and scarred. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, then my work here is done. Yeah, you've you've done uh, well. Check us out next time. We'll, uh... <laughs> we'll tell you the top four or whatever. Yeah. Now we're on. I don't even know what number we're on anymore. <laughs> we're on number six. Uh, yeah, Hackney Diamonds. It it has a little something for every Stones fan. Is all I'm saying. It has a lot of the it has the rockers and the upbeat fun kind of like yeah, ooh brown sugar. You know, it has the stuff that makes you want to get up and dance. It also has the stuff that looks inward and makes you want to kind of reflect a little bit. There's the acousticy vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know look. All it took for me was hearing that Bill Wyman came back in the fo- in the fold to pay a little bit of tribute to Charlie Watts. And I was sold, and I thought, you know, even if it sucks, you know, that's just, awesome. Just the history. You know, the, the history of that is amazing and yeah. awesome. Turned out, it doesn't suck at all. It's incredible. It's it, For a band that, let's face it, is in the sunset of their career. Sure. I mean, these guys are creeping up on 80, if not exceeding it already. I think at least one or two of them, I think, are 80 yeah. at this point. Uh, the you know for a band close to, yeah. the, uh, there is no justification for them to release an album this good. It's great. There's no justification for them to even release an album at this. Yeah, point. They, no point. they don't need to. Yeah, they can just they and can they play did. they can play old age homes and mm-hmm. and make a perfectly good career out of that. Instead, they're releasing music that is new and feels vital and fresh. It's great. And they're playing stadiums. And they're playing stadiums, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean they're the fucking stones. But, right. You know, <laughs> a lot of those people are going to hear Brown Sugar. But, sure. you know, they're also going to hear at least one new song, and they're going to go, wow, that was really good. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that they were still doing new stuff, and it's really good. You know? Yeah, I mean... It's... Hey, everybody, they're doing new stuff, and it's, it's really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it finds the stones embracing every part of their career yep um except for maybe harlem shuffle but sure you can uh you can <laughs> actually even, listen there's even a soprano singer on on one of the songs yeah uh, even harkens back to uh, give me shelter mm-hmm. it's well, great it's, that's uh, yeah i mean you know the last tune with with uh, with lady gaga yeah um lady has, gaga. yeah i just <laughs> that's uh i got that from uh dj whose name escapes my brain right now um, no um <laughs> doesn't matter nick somebody Move anyway on. doesn't matter um got it from them yeah um and i just thought it was funny so i did so i used it uh yeah no that's a good song but they're like i say they're embracing every part of it you've got you can kind of go down the list and go okay that is that could be on this album yeah, that, um, yeah sticky fingers or, yeah. yeah i mean there's even some of the uh quasi punk stuff that's on some girls yeah you know um the song that paul mccartney paul yes. mccartney guests on um, I, 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 think about that for a second yeah beatles or stones hey guess what you get both yeah and not only but and how long has it taken them to yeah you know do that so paul mccartney guests on a song plays bass 
has a fuzz bass just fuzz out in the middle of it for He's no so reason. Good at that. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the song where Mick is at his angriest and cursing at you. Yeah. And it's just insane. Yeah. Fantastic. So it's yeah, it's so amazing. Good. And then, you know, you turn around and you get a little like dancey number, and then you get, you know, a little, you know, quiet stuff. It's just all over the board, but it's exactly what you want. And I bought it, and I didn't actually know about Bill Wyman. I had not heard okay. that. So I picked it up, so all right, New Stones record. Got it's probably the last one. Could go either way. I mean, could I mean they could do more, but yeah. Um all signs point to it probably being the last sure. one. And at this point, I really hope it is, because if they do another one, they're going to screw it up. Yeah. So, <laughs> because you can't do any better. Yeah. You can't get better than it's, this it's as a Stones good. record. And yeah. here's the thing. I am a reluctant Stones fan. Sure. I resisted the Rolling Stones at every opportunity until I, I hit until I hit probably my 20s. Yeah. And then I'm going to say, ah, screw it. It's easier to just <laughs> give in and like them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so I came to the Stones a little late. There are still certain classic Stones songs that I, I can't bear to listen to. Sure. Oh. Yeah, you're not an Exile on Main Street guy, for example. No, I yeah. don't get that record at yeah. all. Um, I know you. everybody's going, what? But TV I just... Derek Brink Duck? Yeah, right. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. um, I love Some Girls. I love Let It Bleed. Yeah. You know, oh, there Let are, It Bleed might be my favorite Stones record. And then, well, it goes... those two, Banquet. Those two for me. Those okay. are the two. Um, but, you know, I love Sticky Fingers. I listen to Sticky sure. Fingers all the time. If I'm listening to half the time, that's what goes in. You know, um, Tattoo You is a great record. Yeah. It's a leftover record. It's a great one. Yeah. You know, there are some really... And even some of the early ones, The uh, um, one of the... Like the, even the early stuff where they're doing mostly blues covers, like all right, that's cool. Sure. You know, I like it. so I. But I was a reluctant Stones fan, and I'm more than casual, but not super into it. Yeah. But I love this record. Yeah. You know, um, and there's you know obviously there's a few people out there you know criticizing it. And of course. Saying, but you know what? Some people hate joy. You know what? They're wrong. Yeah. They're just wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a great record. It's again one of the top rock records you're gonna hear, um, and it's just a great Stones record. It's a good time record for yep. everybody. Absolutely. So you know, just do not sleep on the new Stones record. Yep. The only way I could agree with you more is if we had them at the same number on our list. <laughs> yes. But in, but instead, uh, you had uh, the Damned, I had the Stones. Uh, at least we had a match, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your number five? Okay, so my number five uh -huh. is a debut album. Okay. By um, an artist who calling herself Blonde Shell. Okay, I'm familiar. Okay, well, I was too until very recently. Um, came out early in the year and I just missed it. Okay. So, uh, but I caught up to it. And uh, if I had not discovered Blonde Shell, probably I'm sorry, is, is there an album name or is it just Blonde Shell? Blonde Shell is the name of the album. Blonde Shell. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just Blonde Shell. Blonde Shell by Blonde Shell. Um, and if I had not learned about Blonde Shell, probably um, uh, the Boy Genius record would be higher. Okay. So this is this is That's my this is my female led one of my female led things that goes at. Um so okay. I don't know if I said words there, but anyway. Um, you said words. There was something they're similar. recorded. All right. Um <laughs> so Blonde Shell is an artist, uh I'm gonna get her name wrong. Sabrina Teitelbaum, I think is her actual name. Sure. Um Tito Blonde. I don't know how you pronounce it, but something like that. Uh, she did put out a few records as a pop 
person uh, called uh, under the name of Bomb, kind of like hardcore pop. But this record takes its inspiration from angry 90s uh, girl music. Okay. So it's not just okay. that, but that's the frame of reference. I mean, that's I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. If you, if you miss that, because there's not a whole lot of it left. Dude, I'm still listening to Alanis Morissette. Well, but I'm saying that <laughs> there's not a lot of it left. Sure. So uh, Other than people that have been around forever. So if you're missing it, this is a good thing to listen to. So sure. it starts that way. And that's kind of the the point, but it explodes it. It's more than that. So it is. Um, it starts off very guitar sludgy uh, with a song called Veronica Mars. <laughs> so uh, okay, very short, very short song. But at first you think, oh wow, this is like a grunge thing I never heard. Sure. And then it moves into a bit more of a modern sound, but still with that touchstone. Okay. And she's doing very uh, confessional lyrics. Um, Songs about, and she sings frankly about uh, relationships, sex, um, and her uh, and just, uh, 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 drug use is okay. in there, or ex drug use in some cases. Um, there's a line, and I wish I'd have written this down because there's a line that's so good about, um, you know, I want to about someone who's in, and I don't know if this is autobiographical, I'm assuming, but about someone who has been in rehab. It's like, look. I love you. I want to help you. We went to rehab together. I want to be there for you, but not in a way that brings me down with you. Oh, good. And that's not necessarily wow. the exact lyric, yeah. but that's pretty close. Yeah, the sentiments. Um, that, that's a good sentiment. And she's, but there's yeah. also a lyric on it. Um, was it, uh, I'm, I'm going back to him. My therapist is pissed. <laughs> we both know he's a dick, but at least it's the obvious kind. So, <laughs> you know, um, so great lyrics uh very confessional lyrics she's angry you're hearing her anger yeah that's what it is um that's good and the music like i say the 90s is a touchstone but she's taking that 90s um angry 90s girl vibe yeah for lack of a better word and um just kind of exploding it um redefining it Hmm. in a way um so uh maybe redefining is a wrong word but she's taking it and making it her own and making it very valid for uh, today's music. Mm. And uh, like I said, a lot a lot more upbeat than uh, uh, musically, not necessarily lyrically, but a lot more upbeat than Boy Genius. And it kind of stole where Boy Genius would have been because I heard this record and I really dug it. Huh. And I've listened to it many, many times since purchasing it just not too long ago. Um, really made a big impression on me. So our, again, it's short. Sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, very good record. I encourage everyone to check out Blonde Shell. My favorite song is either Salad, which is, I don't actually want to tell you what it's about because it rocks the coolest. Um, There's another one called Sepsis. I like the S songs. Sepsis. But she was also, um, had a song, I can't forget the name of the song, and I forgot the name of the thing it was in. So never mind. But a lot of people have come in because she had a song and a thing. So there you go. (laughs) She had a song Um, song and a thing. If that's not a a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. That should also be the episode title. (laughs) But yeah, but yes, Blonde Shell by Blonde Shell. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. So that's my number five. Completely unfamiliar. Um, It's interesting that it took until now for you to recommend that to me. 
Uh, well, again, it was pretty new, oh. and I decided to save it. Okay, <laughs> for that's, the, fair. So that's fair. So we could have something that's to fair. talk about on the Feb 15th. That's fair. I might check that out. Mm-hmm. It's oh. been out for a while. Yeah, I'll probably check that out. But I, uh, I'm, I'm fairly new to it myself. One of those things I stumbled onto, so okay. I was very happy about. Good deal. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll check that out uh, later, and maybe have something to say about it in the new year. Uh, we're on to my number five, though. Yeah. My number five is one that, again, is just not going to be on your radar. Uh, long-time listeners of the show, and also you will understand when I say the artist why it landed in my top five. Uh, it is a posthumous release. This is the one that I wasn't sure if I was breaking my own rules on. Because okay. it's a posthumous release. Okay. Uh, it was recorded years before the person involved even died. So it's kind of it's kind of not new material, but at the same time, it's the first time this has actually been released. No one has heard it before now, so okay. I feel like that counted. You know, I feel like that counts as a new release. Borderline, I yeah. know. In previous years, I did not list in my top ten Prince's "Welcome to America" because it was posthumous, but also, you know, it wasn't. It didn't feel like it was new enough, et cetera, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. but. I looking back on that list, I feel like that was a misstep. So I don't want to have the same misstep twice. Okay. And I'm going to list this one in my not only Fab 15 but in my top five. Okay. My number five is an album that came out this year by Gord Downey, formerly of the Tragically Hip, and Bob Rock. Yes, that Bob Rock called Luster Parfait. I love Gord Downey in a way that might be unhealthy. Uh, he is. He was best known as the lead singer of uh, the Tragically Hip, mm-hmm. uh, who we saw open for Page and Page Plant, Plant years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like we also saw them open for Van Halen, but that might be a false memory. I don't uh, believe so. Yeah. See no. again, uh, my. But we did see him with Page and Plant. You're right. Yeah, my mind is a weird wasteland that sometimes puts false memories in places where yeah, they don't we all belong. do. Uh, but uh, yeah, we definitely saw the Hip open for Page and Plant. And uh, one of those bands I was just sort of meant to circle back to, and then sort of didn't until it was announced that Gord Downey had inoperable brain cancer and was definitely going to die, and I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up that album that they just put out, you know? And I listened to that album and went, oh my god, where has this music been on my life, you know? And I dove deep into the Tragically Hip, and I'm now a huge hip fan, and Gord Downey has a solo career that is just as interesting, and I'm a big fan of his solo career. Posthumously, Bob Rock uh, finally put out the album Luster Parfait, which he had worked on on with Gord years prior to Gord's death. It's one of those things that if you're a hip fan, it's been in lore and legend and rumor for a long time, and it's finally out there. So again, might be breaking some of my rules. I don't care. It's my number five. Uh, Gord is one of those, uh, was, I guess I should say, one of those songwriters who says things very simply, but they're the right things. You know, and like just the, the words that he wrote really have ended up speaking to me over the last several years. And uh, this one, when I heard it new for the first time, I mean, it, I don't have this that often, but first listen, I went, oh, that's a song that I'm supposed to love. 
you know? Mm -hmm. uh, like, usually it takes me until listen three before I know which song I'm supposed to love. Right. But this is one of those albums where first listen, I went, oh, uh, uh, there it is. Yeah, there's there's the song that I'm supposed to love, and it's supposed to be on my playlist for the year, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Bob Rock's involvement is also interesting. Bob Rock, you know, famous rock producer. Right. He's Bob Rock. And uh, bass player on Metallica's St. Anger album. Woo! Uh, you know, uh, Bobby Rock, if you're even tangentially interested in that aspect of the music field, and especially the 80s, 90s music field, you know Bob Rock. Yeah, you've heard his name. Yeah. Uh, he's very well known in production circles. And he did this album with Gord Downey that has just been kind of sitting, waiting to be finished. And, you know, Gord passed away several years ago. It's five years or more now. Uh, and Bob finally got it together to finish and put out the album, you know? Which is... Mm. I, 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 one of those things where you kind of go, yeah, I understand why that could take him a minute. Sure. You know, uh, but wow, what a great minute. It just, it just absolutely spoke to me, absolutely grabbed me by the heart and other places and, uh, immediately became in my top five. I mean, it was, it was, it, it was less a question of if it was going to make the top 10 it was less of a question of even if it was going to make the top five, than it was a question of where, you know? And again, I feel like I may be even, I may be even breaking some of my own rules by putting a posthumous release on the list, but uh, I don't know. I hope I've justified it a little with what I've said. Yeah, I mean, my list, I don't know that I would have included it, but sure. I get your I was point. back and forth. Yeah, like as recently yeah, as like yesterday. Yeah, like I didn't put the, I did the same thing with the Prince record. I didn't sure. put it on my because I was like, "What do you do?" Yesterday, with? I thought, okay, if I say that this is going on the list and Dave calls bullshit, what goes on instead? You know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm borderline. I'll let you have it. It's your show, so I'll let you have it. <laughs> um, you know, I was taking a drink in, when he said that. Checkmate. Yeah, in my almost choked. Yeah, well, you know, okay. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know if I'd have put it on my list for that reason, but sure. um, I also I didn't hear it, so there you go. Yeah. Um, well, I liked, see that, I liked the Charles the Hip show. We saw. I remember liking it. Yeah, but you know they were voting for Page and Plant. Nobody yeah. paid attention. That's hard. Yeah. And that's really yeah. I mean, and I always wondered if they had caught on to a different tour. Yeah, if maybe they would have made an a bigger implant in America. That is their story. That is, that is the story of their North American career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because there's a lot, I mean, a lot, most Canadian artists don't. Yeah. But some find at least a small foothold, play, you know, clubs and small sure. theaters and stuff, but they sure. never really did anything and they were huge in Canada. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. They were Canada's band for a while there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, just kind of, uh, again, the thing that put them on my list at all, and especially so high, was thinking back to that Prince record. Yeah, and because I recently just looked at my last several top ten of the year lists, mm -hmm. and because yeah, I I like to do that every now and again, look back and go, all right, what what seems like a mistake now, you know, or right. like or like what should have been there that isn't, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and I looked at that list and went, ah, that Prince album really should have been on the list, you know, like I just I I looked at it and I went, you know, no one had heard that before it came out. I understand why I didn't have it on the list. It should have been yeah, on the list. Yeah, and you and I talked about you know? it, both of yeah. us. Like, what, do you, what yeah. do you do with it? Yeah. You know, we yeah. had no idea what, you know, we have these strigid, strigid, strigid? Strigid? That's not a word. It's not stringent. a word. 
String yeah. stringent? Mm -hmm. Rigid? Is that a word? <laughs> now that we're talking about is it, a word, but that's something else. Rigid. Rigid? These rigid rules. Stringent. Stringent. Go I'm going with rigid. We rigid. have these okay. rigid rules <laughs> that we rigid. have applied. It's I like it. <laughs> well, you know, it's better than the other thing we were talking earlier that I couldn't say. White Reaper. Yeah. Asking for a white or whatever. <laughs> um, so that sounded bad. That's <laughs> no, not, yeah, not. That's great. not. That's not what that. That's not what I meant. But not anyway. <laughs> DB at DerekBrink.com. <laughs> I don't remember what the hell I was going to say doing? at this point. <laughs> no idea. Um, you know, if I think of it, I'll probably won't let anybody know because it'll be too late. So something uh, stringent rules. We have, we have stringent rules. <laughs> we, we have stringent rules. We have stridex rules. <laughs> we have stridex apply, rules. <laughs> that we apply we to this. Stradivarius rules <laughs> that we, we apply, apply to this. And lists. then Prince came out with that. And yeah. it was like, well, now what do we do? Yeah. You know, so I think we were just like, no, the rules stay. We have to go by the rules. And so that's yeah. what happened there. Um, by the way, then, that album was not released when we were doing this show. But continue. <laughs> no, but we both had blogs that we did yeah. this on and yeah, that's all that true. stuff. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, so I, so I get it, basically, is the Sure. <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 the posthumous release, difficult question to answer in the format that we're doing, but right. I went with it and it landed at my number five because that's right about where it needed to land with how much I've listened to it this year and the impact that it made on me. Okay. So that's, that's ultimately what the decision was. Perfect. We are now at the decision of what is your number four. Uh, Hackney Diamonds. I already talked about it. Rolling Stones. Nice. Move on. No. Next. Wow. Next. Uh, forceful. Uh, you know what? Next. Fine. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you next, because my number four is Boy Genius. Okay. That's fine. So what is your number three? My number three is probably your number one. <laughs> okay. But maybe not. Uh, my number three is uh, Weather Veins by Jason Isbell. On my list. On my list. Perfect. Um, Not my number three. <laughs> well, clearly. Um, that's like the 15 thing I did earlier. Um, yeah, so here's the thing about Jason for me. Yep. Obviously, I've been a fan since the Drive-By Truckers days, sure. certainly. Yeah. Um, in my estimation, and I know that you will disagree with this, but I don't think he's ever made a record that I have liked all the way through. I've always thought he's come close and never quite got there. Okay. Um, and I'm one of the few people that I hear Southeastern and go, eh. Yeah, that um, I disagree with you on. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, but he finally did it. Okay. Finally got one where I don't think there's a loser track on, I shouldn't say loser, that sounds bad, <laughs> but I don't think there's a... There's a track um, that doesn't speak to you. Yeah, or, right. Yeah. There's not a track that uh, isn't worthy of inclusion. Um, it's got, you know, the character studies are good all the way through. Something you can relate to, even if you don't relate to it. Yeah. Um, it's got. It does have. It does help that he play did a few songs that were harkening back to the DBT. Yeah. Music, so that helps. Yeah. I won't lie. That's that that helps it out quite a bit. But the rest of the stuff I like too. Yeah. So he finally made the album that I was was waiting for him to make. Oh, good. So finally came out and uh, you know got to the top three because um, you know it just needed to be. You know we saw the show this year's on at the open highway fast yeah uh really good the material worked really well live yeah um i've heard there's a station in town that i don't even know if you know about them um called k wolf that plays uh classic rock and americana and yeah, i, don't I think heard I know about uh, them. they're pretty new um a okay. bunch of people that 
Let's, and we'll talk about it later. Then we don't yeah, need to go into all fine. this. But yeah, no, um, unless but you're I, in St. Louis. You but know. Uh, yeah, but I heard uh, them play uh, King of Oklahoma. Okay. And I was like, oh wow, somebody's playing. You know. So um, anyway, yeah. So it's just a really good, strong record. It's uh, like I say, it's the album that I've been waiting for him to make. And Jason Isbell fans, hopefully, all love it as much as I do, and saying, oh wow, you know, another great record from Jason. But it's really. Um, really, really good, and all the stuff, the records I've heard that I got, yeah, I like about five songs and the rest of it, and that's great. I didn't have this time. I liked it all the way through from the first listen and continued to like it that much. So that is my review on Weather Veins. Nice. You, pro- you probably have more to say. Uh, I mean, not or a lot. Or something similar to yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> not, not a lot. I mean, I, yeah, it doesn't miss for me on any of the songs. Uh, even... I mean, there are songs on the album that I obviously don't like as much as some of the other songs. Oh, I mean, sure. That's going to happen. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, even those songs, I mean, there's no album, there, there's no song on the album where I go, well, that, I don't know why you put that one on there. Mm-hmm. There's, there's none of the, none of that. Uh, interesting to note, this is the first album he's done that was entirely self-produced. Right. Uh, that probably has something to do with that. That might help. Yeah. You I didn't know? think about that being part of the process, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I love the Southeastern record, and I, I think of this as a companion piece. I mean, down to even the album art, he has Southeastern referenced in the weather vein that's sure. on the cover. Uh, but I, I, it just it hit for me on absolutely every point. Uh, the songs, when we saw him live, felt like old friends already. Uh, it just yeah, because that album just come out like a few weeks before that, yeah, didn't it? A few weeks, maybe a. I mean, I don't even think it was a month. Yeah, it was very like recent. a week or two. Yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, walked into the show going, "Oh, cool! He's starting with Save the World," mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and you know, the the first first song out of the out of the gate was a new one. You know, I mean, my experience of that show was colored by the fact that I also got his autograph that day. Right. You know, <laughs> like it was a big day for me. So. Like, the entire experience for me, like, this album for me almost is colored by that. But uh, I I really do think, like, that experience removed, if that had never happened, if I hadn't bought this guitar, if, et cetera, et cetera, uh, all of that removed. I really think this is one of the strongest albums Isbell's released, definitely the strongest since Southeastern. Uh, since Dave is not a huge Southeastern guy, probably stronger than Southeastern, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I um, think so, but, you know, I'm a little Well, biased. yeah, but that's, but that's the thing. If somebody who isn't a huge fan, fan of that album loves this one to where it's your number three, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's a strong album, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, like, the album just doesn't fail for me on any level. And it's also interesting to note that, you know, you talked about, you know, song to song and whatnot, one of the things I, I read that Isbell said about it, I think he said it on his Twitter, was that, yeah, it's a little bit longer than I wanted it to be, but I ended up listening to all of the songs and liking them, so we just went with it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and like You know, an album needs to be as long as it needs to be. Yeah. Some of them are great at nine songs, or ten songs. Some yep. of them need 14. Yep. You know? Some need three if you're yes in 1974. Yeah, so, right. Exactly. You know. Yeah. This one's right at 13, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just it, it it doesn't miss for me on any level, and it it just it it's I I I don't know if you like if you walked up to me and said, hey, I know you're a Jason Isbell fan. What album should I should I, should I listen to? 
yeah, before this album came out, I would have said, oh, probably Southeastern. That's the one that everybody likes. Or if, uh, or if that one doesn't work for you, maybe here we, re we rest. That's a really good album, the one with the blue cover and the birds on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's a really good album. You know, it has a couple of my favorite of his solo songs on it. Maybe that's the one. If you walk up to me today and ask me, oh, here's a copy of Weather Veins. I right. have an extra here. This one's for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's... Uh, Carry like, him around just in case. Yeah, yeah, without question. Without question. Yeah. Probably his finest album. Oh, sure. And yeah, I'm glad it landed in your... You know, at your number three, it's definitely in my top three. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, phenomenal album. There's not a lot else to say. Right. And that was your number three. Mm -hmm. My number three is in a uh, different genre from that. And mm -hmm. it's actually one that surprised me that it landed on the list and landed this high. I picked it up virtually on a whim. Just like, oh, I, that band's been around for a while and I've liked some of their stuff. And I like... Uh, I like their kind of main guys solo stuff quite a bit. Uh, my number three is the new one by the new pornographers, Continue as a Guest. I did not know they had a new record. Oh, I for some reason thought we talked about this. I don't think we did. Uh, yeah, new pornographers, uh, Continue as a Guest. They put out a new album this year. Uh, the people you know from it are A.C. Newman is the guy that I referenced mm -hmm. and uh, Nico Case. Uh, and, and the other guy? And the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name I do not know. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. new pornographers fan, fans and uh, fans of that guy. Uh, but yeah, one of those bands that didn't start as a super group but has become one. Right. Like, uh, everybody has been successful outside of that band. That's sort of what happened. Uh, but continue as a guest, I just sort of stumbled into, oh, they've got a new record. I've always kind of liked them, but like when they hit their stride, I was a minister. And I knew that I couldn't walk around with a t-shirt that said new pornographers, pornographers yeah. on it. You know, and I wonder how much of a hindrance to their career that's been, honestly. When you're naming your band, think about it. Uh, says a guy who used to be in a band called Uncle Dick. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I, I, at the time that they were hitting their stride, I was like, they sound good, but I don't think that I can be into them right now because I mm -hmm. have to protect my image. Right. That's a whole other uh, podcast, probably. But uh, I, I picked up this album. I picked up Continue as a Guest. And whatever I thought that the new pornographers were, I think I, I was familiar with A.C. Newman's solo career. Mm -hmm. Like, especially the uh, uh, Get, Get Guilty album. I really liked that. Uh, but I, I, I guess I thought that uh, the pornographers were more punk and a little bit more, uh, you know, surly and gritty and ugly and whatnot. And, you know, I, I don't know what I thought they were, but I listened to this album and I went, oh, they're absolutely not that. Right. They're, you know, almost... In some ways, they're almost Velvet Underground-y. They even have a Nico, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like it is it. This is beautiful, you know, pop rock music. Pop rock is probably the wrong word, but this is beautiful, you know, crisp, you know, lovely rock music that has wonderful melodies, but still a little bit of grit to it. And the lyrics delve a little bit deeper than you would get out of a lot of rock bands. And uh, right. it just it, it really appealed to me. And. You know, having only been glancingly aware of them before this album, a lot like I was uh, saying about Ed Sheeran, I listened to this album and went, oh, I've, I've got homework to do. 
you know, I've got to do a lot of study on the on the back catalog. Right. And uh, I mean, I don't know if there's a greater recommendation of an album than that. You hear it, and it makes you want to explore more of that band. Right. You know, and that's what this album did for me. I really like to continue as a guest. Uh, the title track is the one that immediately comes to mind when I look at the album, but I, I, I guess somewhat obviously. Uh, but I just, there's a lot to dig into and a lot to enjoy about the album. There's really, there are some really beautiful hooks and there's, once you get past just the hooks, there's a lot to sink your teeth into. Right. You know? I, I mean, just, I had I really a like similar it. experience with them when I started listening to them. I thought sure. they were just a power pop band. Yeah. That's and probably, yeah. more than that. It's a little bit, you know. But I haven't heard this record. I didn't know they had anyone out. So yeah. there you go. I don't know how I missed it. Yeah, absolutely worth it. I, 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 for some reason, feel like I texted you about it. But maybe, like, you didn't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Either that or I was doing something and it just, you know, when you texted me and I just, you know. Yeah, like I texted you and went, oh, cool. And you went, oh, cool. I'll check that out. And then, like, that's your last. That's yeah, the, and then, yeah, I was in the middle <laughs> of something. That's the only and... interaction you ever had with that thought. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, sometimes you get busy and you forget about stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. There you go. Yeah, hey, no, I'll, yeah, I will, yeah, I will no check guilt. that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no shame on that. Oh but, no, I know. I, mean, yeah. uh, I will. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm check it out. I, yeah, absolutely worth your time. I, yeah, I kind of kind of come in and out on their career anyway. So sure. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Easy to do. I, I mean, they take years between records. They do. So yeah, I mean, they're just at least you know. Well, it's because everybody's busy. Yeah, everybody's got a solo career. Well, you so. got um, you yeah. know, you got Nico Case, and you got uh, Destroyer is um, yeah, 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 you know, related. I, is he still in? He's still in a band, right? I actually don't know. I didn't look. I at think the, there might have been. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. It's yeah. See, it's list. a big com complex thing. Uh, yeah, it gets hard when everybody gets famous. But uh, yeah, I, it just it. It's one of those ones that I was surprised by how much I kept coming back to it. And I kept mm -hmm. coming back to it so much that it was my number three. Very cool. Which brings us to your number two. My number two we've already talked about. That's uh, Mammoth WVH. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's high on your list. It is high on my list. Uh, That's correct. Yeah. I actually have a suspicion about what your number one is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, because my number two mm -hmm. is Paramore's This Is Why. Okay. Uh, great record. Yeah. Do you just want to say if it's on your list? Yes, it is. Okay, so it's your number so one. So it's my number one. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can just talk about it that way. Yeah. Uh, great record. I, uh, I'm i I'm relatively new to Paramore. Mm -hmm. uh, largely because uh, you said, hey, me and Tessa are going to go see Paramore. Are you in? You know? <laughs> A little yeah. bit. I mean, I was glancingly familiar with them. Sure. But yeah, I could get, in, good, could get into that. And also be fun to go to show with my niece right you know uh but yeah i i picked up that album new this year you know and uh listened to it and went oh this is great rock music you know and uh, mm -hmm. dived into their you know earlier career and fell in love with just a lot of that stuff and uh uh I, this is why just you know, I mean, it's it's at your number one. I, look, my number one is Jason Isbell's Weather Vanes. Yeah, uh, I figured. Uh, yeah, let's just, I, I realized I didn't say that, but I mean, everybody paying any attention is, it, it understands and knew you were ahead of me. But uh, that's fine. Well, I figured it was. Uh, I figured it was either that or Paramore. So yeah, there was, <laughs> took a shot. Almost no And way I figured if mine was Paramore, yeah. yours was going to be Isbell, yeah, right? So. Exactly. Uh, almost no way that it, mine wasn't going to be Isbel, but, uh, and I just 
when we came up with the idea to do this, I assumed yours was going to be Paramore, because yeah. I knew how much you liked that record. Uh, but yeah, I listened to it, and I just went, wow, this is really great rock music, and I really like it, and I like the the attitude and a couple of the songs that they did uh, on the album. I really wish they had done live, because like, yeah. some of my favorite stuff is the stuff that they didn't do. Right. Because uh, 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 fans of the show will remember that I talked about we went to see them uh, what in July-ish? I think it was July. July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that was the first show since, you know, pre-COVID that I've been to that was, you know, 20,000 people. Right. And so that was kind of an an interesting, almost overwhelming experience for me, who, like, to this day, I'm nervous going into large crowds like that. Right. Because, partially because of COVID and partially because I've got anxiety. But, uh, you know, COVID didn't help. Uh, but walking into that show and seeing and seeing twenty thousand people in a sold out show or twenty two twenty four whatever it was whatever it holds yeah uh you know sold out show seeing all those people there for the same reason going nuts and singing along and doing you know all the same audience stuff that you're supposed to do right yeah that was just kind of like wow I had no idea how much how much I missed this mm-hmm. and also I had. Like, when you told me that we were getting tickets to that, I was like, oh, okay, that'll be a fun show at the pageant. Right. And I thought, like, oh, Paramore, I've heard their name before. I bet they play, like, large clubs and theaters. And then they're in a hockey arena. And I walk in, like, oh, they're in a hockey arena. Okay, I didn't know. Oh, it's a sold-out hockey arena. <laughs> well, that's yeah. interesting. You know, I, kinda, I, like, put that... I think I put that together, like, a week before the show. I was like, oh, it's that... Really? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. They're that big? Because I'm an idiot, <laughs> I don't pay that much attention to what's big. Uh, and you know, walked in and they did this awesome, fun, big show, and yeah, it was a big moment for me. And hearing a lot of the songs off this album were was very rewarding. But you know, again, a few of the songs that are on this album really should have been done live, because it's a really strong album. There's not a miss on the album. There's not a miss on the album. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, the, they didn't do the first single either. Say Come Sa. Yeah, they one of it. my favorites. I know. As a yeah, they, there's a T-shirt. Yeah, that says that. Yeah, and it's a Paramore one that yeah. doesn't just say Say Come. I mean, it does, but yeah. Um, and you're yeah. in St. Louis where we don't know how to speak French, and it's a French phrase. You could have, you could have taught us. Right. You just you know it's we just, could have learned from you. Begging for it. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. Everything you said. Uh, I got into Paramore. Oddly, in a weird way, because the album they put out before this is called After Laughter. After Laughter, yeah, And people album. were angry with it because it was a total and complete turnaround from everything they'd done before. They made a dance record because they wanted to. Sure. And uh, I enjoy when bands just do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Even and say, you know what? If we lose fans, whatever. This yeah. is what we're doing. And I enjoy that. And yeah, I checked I, it out. I, I, I do too. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I own one Harry Connick Jr. album and it's Star Turtle. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we uh, That's another topic for it another is. time. Um, Departure albums would be a fun Fab, fab 15. Yeah. That's, for us, not for, for us, not else. for anybody else. Yeah. yeah. But we're um, probably going to do that eventually. Yeah, year there's six. A, there's a lot of them <laughs> we're going to do. Yeah. Um, so, where was it? Oh, um, so I listened to that album and I was like, well, this is a dance album. It's completely not anything I should like at all. And I love it. 
Sure. Um, you know, so did that. And then this came out. said, hey, I'm going to pick up that new Paramore, see what it's like. Because uh, it's been a long time. They they took a long time between those two records. Yeah. Um, and I put it in the, the player, you know, listened to it, and immediately liked it. It's uh, clearly was everything that had happened over the past five years, you know, um, sure. all coming out in not only lyrically, but musically. It's somebody described it, and I like this. It said, it sounds like this album has the jitters. Huh. And I love that. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's... Um, and I it's, can see that. Yeah, and it's... It, and I, I don't remember who said it. I'd, I'd credit them. But sure. It's, Somebody Google that. I agree. <laughs> yeah, so I, I agreed with that. Um, it's got a lot of really good songs on it. I mean, it's just good quality all the way through. There's some humor involved in it. Sure. Um, you know, there's a little bit of the old school emo-ish. Yeah. I don't want to say, I don't want to credit them being a punk band because they're not. They no, never they're have emo. Um, kind of emo-ish stuff. And yeah. there's some kind of dancey stuff on it. There's a little bit of a middle ground. So there's kind of a, a mix of styles that fit together really, really well. Yeah. You know, and they're the... Lyrics are, like I said, they're really good lyrics about the last several years and getting your head together and not wanting to be around people, but yet needing to be around people. Right. All different kinds of stuff. Uh, this is about, you know, turning off the news. Just, I don't even watch the news anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's in there. Yeah. Um, the song called, early in their set list. song called Running Out of Time, yeah, which that's a good I song. enjoy because um, I feel that way all the time. It's like, what happened? Where... Time is an abstract concept, and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I, I need more out of time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I just think it's a great record for our times now. It's a yeah. good um, resem uh, resemblance, representation. There you go. I can't use words today. That's fine. Um, <laughs> good, you're, uh, on, you're only on a podcast. That's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a good representation of uh, the world as we see it now. Yeah. Um, you know, and live, they were... Yeah, like I said, it's a big show, fantastic. Haley Williams is a fantastic front woman. She's fantastic. She's, yeah. uh, she's just, wonderful. Just cares a show. She's yeah. awesome. Um, you know, and the older Paramore stuff. You know, I'd always written them off as like, okay, fine, whatever. Just you know, kids. Sure. Kids Which is easy to do. With, kids in an emo band, whatever. Yeah, easy to do at our age with emo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you remember the original emo bands, and you're like, right. oh, okay, whatever. Um, you know, so I wrote them off uh, unfairly. Sure. You know, now I will say that, you know, I do I, I listen to some of their earlier stuff. Do I like it all? No. But right. I like quite a bit of it. Right. You know, there's some really good songs and there were songs that they did that I didn't know that they did that I liked and I said, Oh, okay. So right. yeah, so I was sleeping on Paramore for a while, but yeah. um, you know, made up for it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. great band. Um, you know, yeah, just a great record. It oh. like I said, it just uh, symbolizes our what we go through every day for me. So Yeah. Uh, so that's that's my number one for the year. Yeah, I mean that's an excellent choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I is my number two. I'm certainly not going to argue. with Yeah, you. I mean we're you know in agreement on a lot of things. Yeah. Here, so yeah, that was one of those interesting things. I did my homework going into that show. Like I I, I just I went to the uh, setlist website setlist dot mm-hmm. what is it setlist FM. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to that and uh, looked at what they were doing. It's basically the same set every night. You know, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. And just made a playlist of that. And, you know, just bought all the albums or one of them was gifted to me for a birthday or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And, You're welcome. Uh, okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, I just made a playlist of that, and it was just listening to the the song list there, and it just you know I was like, first of all, how have I missed this for so long? Right. You know, other than knowing the name and knowing, okay, that's that's the crop of emo that popped up after the get up kids that i don't think of as being emo right you know that's uh, that's sort of where the that's what age i am uh basically uh and so you know i familiar with the name not familiar with the music basically and you know, listen to the new one listen to the old stuff and went oh i where where was my head why was i not listening to this you right. know and you know you're coming out of you're coming out of a pandemic. You're coming out of COVID. You're coming out of isolation. I I isolated harder than almost anybody else that I know. Uh, I I barely left the house, and mm-hmm. then you hear an album where the title track is "This Is Why I Don't Leave the House." Yeah, like, yeah okay, I get <laughs> with you. You know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, and then I left the house to go see Paramore. You know. Uh, and it was a great show uh, behind a great album. I mean, they say you're touring behind an album, but you're touring behind the band now, right. you know, to keep your band working. Uh, and I just, you know, bought the T-shirt, and I've worn the T-shirt, you know? Mm-hmm. And we got to see the Linda Lindas open up for them. Who are you awesome. Know? They're amazing. I wish we'd have done a Fab 15 of 2022. They should have been on the list, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, that was a great record. Yeah. Um, Check out their... Did you hear their Christmas single? I haven't yet, Groovy no. Christmas? Yeah, haven't it's awesome. yet. I'm sure it is. <laughs> they're they're fantastic. L- check out the Linda Lindas if you've got a couple minutes. They're the future. Uh, yeah, your number two's... Or your number one is Paramore. My number one is uh, Isbel's Weather Veins. Uh, I mean, we're on largely the same page there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we have in common? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in common. That's not bad. That's not, that's not bad at that's all. That's actually almost surprising. And there were several on your list that I, you know, honorable mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, that I, it, we're probably not going to have a final 15 out of this. No, but, I don't think we need one. I think no, it's I don't just, think so either. I think but, at this point, what we're doing is uh, not only recapping the year, but maybe giving people something to check out. Yes, or absolutely. or some of the yeah, everybody talks about that. Whatever, so yeah, maybe I should check it out. So that's kind of my goal is just yeah. saying, hey, let's you know. Well, that's really I think both of our goal with any of these lists is to make true. Yeah, is to have someone hear what but, we said. But go, we ah, also uh, maybe give that a chance. Yeah, you right. Know? And that is the goal. All anytime you share music. Yeah, you know. So discover music on Spotify. Buy the music to support the artists. Yes. From somewhere other it, than Spotify. Some, yeah, buy yeah. it, you know, buy physical products so they actually get money. Yeah. Share, or even just share download it. from their website. Like, yeah. go to their website and what they're linking exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just share, share it however you need to. Sure. But, you know, support the artist. Buy, yeah. a, buy a t-shirt. Buy you know, a t-shirt. Or a hat yeah. or a bumper sticker or something. Yeah. You know, just if you really like something, help them out. Yeah. Because they're not making anything Absolutely. off of this stuff anymore. Um, not that we need more rich rock stars in our lives, right? But you know they should be able to make a living and be comfortable. Yeah, that's just there's it. not a there's only a handful of rich rock stars, so you know mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore. Oh, there are so, classic yeah. bands that have to play yeah two hundred shows a year yep. just to survive. Yeah, you know? so and some of those are in clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for those who need to hear us summarize things, let me read you the ones that we do have in common. 
The ones we have in common are, uh, this is based on my list. It was in obviously a different order for both of us. But, sure. Uh, the Struts, Pretty Vicious, Iggy Pops, Every Loser, The Damned's Darkadelics, Darkadelic, pardon me, mm-hmm. uh, Mammoth, WVH's, Two, The Rolling Stones, Hackney Diamonds, Boy Genius, The Record, Paramore, This Is Why, and Jason Isbell, Weathervanes. That's what we had in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look. We could try to pick a number one, but why your number one is my number two, my number two is your number one. You know, right. so no so, point. Uh, yeah, who cares at that point? You know, it's it's the same. You know, we both really liked those records. So uh, this, I although that does kind of, I guess, make this the first Fab Fifteen that we haven't picked a number one. <laughs> True, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, our number one is uh, having a good time. There you go. Uh, so uh, I guess yeah, like I said, interesting year. Uh, I have a handful of honorable mentions. I probably have more than you do. Uh, yeah. But you've you've got some. You said you have five. Uh, what I have are... five, and then two that are uh, I just de- I deemed um, ineligible. Okay. Well, uh, go ahead and do your honorable mentions and ineligibles. Okay. So, uh, I don't know, we'll mention, uh, first one that's almost made the list is Forwards by The Alarm. Okay. Okay, I'm a Alarm fan. Yeah. Have been, uh, Mike Peters has a fantastic story, just life story. Sure. Google that. Yeah. Look into him, uh, what's happened with him and his wife's fantastic. Yeah. Um, just very inspiring people. Yep. Inspiring songwriter, writes songs that everything he writes is an anthem. Yep. Um, he's Welsh. Yep. So it's got a little bit of the Irish thing, a little bit of the English thing all together, you know. Mm. Um, sounds U2-ish, but he was a peer with U2. Yeah. Um, a, a bit of a peer with The Clash, too, because the alarm goes back into the 80s, in the oh, early 80s. Um, and the alarm went away for a while, and he did some solo stuff, brought the alarm name back, not necessarily the band. Yeah. But uh, really inspiring stuff. This album, for me, it was good, but not quite to the level that I expect. Sure. But he's got a lot to say, as always. Um, and it's usually an interesting way of saying it. This one, I thought, was just a little shy of his uh, of the last few records. So that's why it didn't quite make the list. Okay. But if you're interested in it, it's very much worth your time. Um, there's a lot of just, just a lot, a lot of fun to be had there. Um, a lot of good stuff. And this was after a, uh, um, he's had several bouts with uh, cancer, leukemia. This is after another one. And he wrote the album uh, while in the hospital, or at least part of it. Wow. So it's very cool. Um, So that's the honorable mention that, you know, almost made the list. Uh, Another one is uh, by, the new one by uh, Margot Silker. Okay. I I haven't picked that up yet. I want to. Yeah. So it's called Valley of Hearts Delight. Yeah. Probably the most country thing I have, or close to the most country thing I have on my list. Okay. Um, so the la- her first record was a little bit more, had a little more attitude to it, a little sure. bit more of a uh, country rock vibe. This one, or uh, however you want to say it, but this one's a little bit closer to straight country. Uh-huh. Not quite there. Okay. Still more Americana and that kind of thing, but a little bit closer. The songs sound a little bit more upbeat. But there's clearly some stuff going on. Okay. Um, although there's moments of lightheartedness too. It's a really sure. good record. Um, wasn't quite top material. Yeah. But absolutely worth a listen. 
Um, you know, and I have enjoyed it very much. Okay. So that's a good one. Um, another honorable mention, and we're going to get into some metal here, is uh, Baroness. Stone. Yeah, okay, that's our honorable mentions. Yeah, really good record. Um, almost too short. Yeah. In my opinion, I think this one sure. could have benefited from a little bit more of a... Um, a little bit more expansion. Yeah, widen it out a little, yeah. Yeah. Um, they say it's not a concept record, but I'm pretty sure the first half is. Yeah. First half has got to tell. I mean, I don't know exactly what that story is, but that's a story there. Yeah. And then the second half is all unrelated. Right. Um, Baroness, one of those bands, are kind of a... I don't want to call them a prog metal band because that's not the style. That's but close. They're not, but yeah. they're more prog in attitude and what they do than necessarily musically. Yeah, I mean, this album like opens with like a country track. Yeah, it opens with yeah. acoustic. There's a dirge in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's stylistically, it's kind of all over the place. Absolutely. But it's not like math metal, you know. It's right. not like those kind of things. But um, although it wouldn't be out of place on a bell, with it's like a, yeah, they could play uh, yeah. with Mastodon easy. Mastodon, thank you. Um, yeah. You know, so. I like and Baroness have been a little hit and miss for me. Some of the stuff, sure. Me, um, but like the first two records, Blue and Red, are great. Bright, purple, yeah. Purple is my favorite. Yeah. Um, you know, and this one is along those lines, but still a little bit more um, advanced, I guess, or maybe okay. not advanced, but a little more uh, cerebral, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you know. You can just what... tell they've been doing it for a little while. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, so polished maybe. Yeah, a little polished. More polished. A, a little word, more polished. Yeah. Um, but uh, really good. You know, it's got some kind of some groove metal to it too. So yeah. it's got some really cool stuff to listen to on the uh, metal front there. So Stone from Baroness is a good one. Yep. Another one, this is a band that a lot of people don't know about. I think most of the metal community does, but outside not a whole lot of um, interest there. It is a band called Haunt. Oh yeah, Haunt. Sure. Um, and that's the uh, basically one guy. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, with touring, there's a full band. But Haunt is a was a mem one of the members of the uh, what's called the new wave of traditional heavy metal. Uh huh. So it's bands that sound like old school stuff, but they're new bands. Uh, their records remind me of early thrash metal when it was first coming up and nobody really knew what to do with it yet. Sure. Nobody really knew how to record it yet. Sure. And uh, it's got that vibe to it. Nice. And so the newest one is called Golden Arm. Um, again, 10 songs, and they're really, you know, tight, cool songs, just an awesome little little record. I like them a lot. They've done a lot of... They put out like two records a year. They're kind of like the guided by voices thing yeah. too. Um, Trevor Church, uh, the son of Bill Church from Montrose and Sammy, oh, ha sure. and Sammy Hagar's solo band. Yeah. Um, so he does all the stuff together. And if you're into old school metal, it's uh, not I mean, like thrash metal type stuff. Highly suggest checking them out. All their stuff is on Bandcamp and it goes directly from them. He does everything on his own t-shirts and all of it. So right on. highly recommend that. Um Actually, there's another one that I forgot to write down here, too. So, uh, the Dropkick Murphy's last record. Yeah, that's um, all my honorables. Okuma Rising, Okima, I'm not sure how it's Oka pronounced. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> honorable mention, uh, I don't think it was as good as the last acoustic thing oh, that great. they did. It was clearly um, the leftovers This was that everything session. that we didn't yeah. release before. So, yeah. instead of waiting for another, you know, five, ten years to release it as an anniversary, they just released it now. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Yeah. That, you know, one of the 
tracks is, you know, yet another version of shipping off to Boston. Yeah, right. Um, but I love Dropkick Murphys. Don't get me wrong. I love DKM uh, all the way. Just, I've, they've made very few records that I don't at least like most of. Yeah. It, you know, so. There was, a, there was a point earlier in the year where that would have been in my 515. Yeah, it's just, you know, just more stuff so to, much stuff, more came, stuff out. came out. Yeah. So much stuff came out. Uh, but definitely worth a listen, especially as a fan of Woody Guthrie and a fan of punk. It's yep. just, you know, that's a great marriage. This one, though, sounds more like them yeah. than the first. There's more the Irish, you know, Celtic influence and a little bit more of the punk attitude yeah. than the first one had, which I don't know if that works to its benefit or to its detriment. I'm Hard not to sure. Say. Yeah, I don't know. But it's an interesting thing. Um, and one I forgot to write down because I just discovered it, uh, goofing around on Spotify, listening to Power Pop playlists, is one by, um, oh shoot, I'm going to forget it because I didn't write it down, um, Midnight Callers. Midnight Callers, okay. Is the know. name of the band, well it's a Power Pop, they're a pretty straight Power Pop, um, a little bit on some different sides, I'm just trying to remember the name of the album now, um, but it's the new one. <laughs> Uh, if that helps, Jeffrey's Rainbow. Yeah, hang on. Nope, it's in my Spotify. I'll just look it up real quick. Sam's Valise. Um, no, something about Ragged Heart, Ragged Something Heart. Ragged. Here we go. Rattled okay. Humming Heart. It wasn't ragged. Rattled, no, rattled, what? rattled Humming Heart. Okay. By, um, by the Midnight Callers. Nice, good uh, power pop record there. Right on. I wanted to throw that in. And then the ones that I, the really, something I really liked this year that is ineligible because it's mostly covers and redos of old songs is Dance Macabre by Duran Duran. Yeah, I haven't, that's actually on my Christmas list. We're recording yeah. this before Christmas so, to see if I get it or not. <laughs> <laughs> said, he said non-threateningly. Yeah. Um, I meant no threat. I just don't know <laughs> if I'm getting it or not. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, in Duran Duran, look, we all like Duran Duran more than we want to admit. Yeah, Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Duran. Yeah. Um, uh, Everybody likes at least some Duran Duran. Absolutely. You know, there are Duranies out there that are hardcore fans that like everything. Is that what they call themselves? They're Duranies, yeah. Neat. That's the name. I didn't know that. Um, I'm not a big enough one to call myself. I'm not either. Um, But (laughs) everybody likes a little bit. Um, you know, and there's they've made a lot of records that I don't know anything about. Sure. They've made some hits and some minor hits. But everybody likes a little bit. This one sure. is the dark side. Like if if Duran Duran decided to be a goth band, this is what they would sound like. Sure. And you know, and when you think about it, you know, it's not that far off for old school no, goth stuff. Not, yeah. So it's some of their older songs that have a little bit of a darker vibe thrown in. There's a bunch of covers on it. Okay. And a few new ones. Okay. Um, one cover that's absolutely baffling, but I won't get into it here since you haven't heard it. Um, so there's one what, cover that's what? <laughs> there's one cover that's like I I don't know why these two things. You realize the first thing I'm gonna do is read the track list. Right. Like, <laughs> well, there's a one of their songs that melds into Super Freak, and I don't understand why. Okay. I don't understand why. That's I just I I don't I didn't get it. It's like All everything right. else I got. Like, All right. Um, but it's. Uh, it's dark for them. Sure. You know, so it's just a different take on Duran Duran. And I picked it up tentatively, so I wasn't sure about it. But I was in the record store, and they were playing it. Okay. And I had about four songs, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm in. Nice. So I picked it up. So that's uh, that's my, you know, and I'm not... I love when that happens. I'm not the hugest new wave person, but sure. I... And the older I get, the more I like new wave. I don't sure. know what that is. Sure. Um, 
So, and it's, it's just sort of one like of those how things. it took me until I was in my 40s to go, oh, the Beastie Boys aren't that bad. I'm still yeah, not there. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, <laughs> it, you live with something long enough, you eventually go, yeah, sure. I mean, I you always know? liked New Wave as a, as kind of a joke. It's like, oh, these songs are kind of fun. They're silly, but it's just like yeah. cheesy, over the top cheesy cheesiness. But yeah. at some point, I started realizing that's really good. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of good stuff yeah. here. I mean, we went on a human league rabbit hole not too long ago. Really? It was insane. Human league. Um, Interesting. Well, is, there's a lot more there than you'd think. Um, I, there would almost have that. And then, of course, <laughs> the album that uh, I had to put in here somewhere uh, The Electric Mayhem. Oh, sure. sure. Um, which is actually a harder listen than you would think. It is. Yeah, um, I've got that too. Because of the, uh, just the voices don't mm. melt well without the yeah. without the Muppets to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but, the, yeah. But, um, yeah, Electric Mayhem, the Muppets release related to the show. Related to the show, did. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, For anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, uh, uh, formerly known as Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Yeah, now just the Electric Mayhem. Yeah, it's Watch explained. the show to find it's out why. It's explained in the show, and yeah. it's a really good show. It's Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, whether you're a big Muppets fan or not, if yeah. you just for the music references, it's yeah. fantastic. I, was, uh, I bought that album, too. I was disappointed that there was no download card. But otherwise, as was I, there is yeah. a download available through yeah. Disney Records, and it's what? longer. It's got more songs on it. Yeah. But they didn't release a CD because it's a album. It's a, yeah, in no, the show. It. It's vinyl. So I get it. Makes it. Sense. I get all of it. I mm-hmm. want a download card. Yeah. You right. Know? No, I understand. Every record label in the world, I want a download card. Yeah. There's been a few things that I almost bought on record and didn't because I wasn't sure if yeah. the download came Same. with it. And there's one I bought thinking there's they always put a download and nothing. Yeah. It's like really? Yeah. Um, I have to either rebuy it or steal it off of Spotify or something because yeah, yeah. I've already paid for it. But anyway, Electric Mayhem. Electric Mayhem. Yeah. It's just fun. It's, and yeah, it's, it's absolutely fun. And it's fun that it exists so yeah. that I enjoyed that. Yeah, first album um, in 50 years. And I'm just going to, yeah, and I'm just going to stop there. There's okay. a few other things here and there, but I'm just going to stop there and let you continue on with your stuff. Yeah, I mean, you ha- you, you, you hit on a lot of my uh, honorable mentions, so I won't re-mention them, but uh, I mean... At the top of the show, I mentioned Queen Dolly's Rockstar, which was mm-hmm. just ineligible. Which I don't have. But. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I mentioned uh, Taylor Swift's re-releases that she's done recently, her 1989, her Speak Now. Right. I prefer 1989 personally. I think most people do. Uh, I briefly alluded to uh, YouTube put out their Songs of Surrender uh, that's ineligible. That came it out is ineligible. I for- See, State I forgot this, this was year, this, this year, year, too. Yeah. Uh, so they they long here, <laughs> but yeah, it really has been. They put out a bunch of reworkings of old songs called "Songs of Surrender." My review of that's available somewhere in the archives. Uh, so those, you know, all that out of the way. You mentioned most of my stuff that was on my uh, honorable mentions, or they were on your list. Uh, but in the last episode, I, I won't go into more detail. Lisa O'Neill's "All of This Is Chance." I really like that album quite a bit, and I like her voice quite a bit. Uh, she was also present at Shane McGowan's funeral. Right. Um, uh, I also really liked the newest album by Slow Dive called Everything is Alive. Uh, picked that up basically because someone told me it was good. Mm. You know, and I picked it up and listened to it and went, yeah, they're right. You know, and like at one point that would have been on the top 10, but more stuff came up. Or at least I stumbled into more stuff, one of the two. Uh, an album that uh, uh, really, like, a very recent cut from the 15 was uh, Paul Simon's latest release, Seven Psalms. Uh, first of all, just amazing that Paul Simon's still putting stuff out. He's done touring. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Simon's done with the touring, but he put out an album called Seven Psalms. The reason that it didn't make my 15, the only reason it didn't make my 15, is because it's seven songs, but it's one track mm. on the CD. And it's kind of like, all right, I respect that. I understand that. You want it heard as a, as a single piece. I get it. You know, more power to you. I don't like that choice yeah. as a listener. But knock it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is really beautiful. And if you're at all a Paul Simon person, pick it up. Uh, it's really beautiful. Uh, oh, another ineligible that I missed was uh, the newest one by Rufus Wainwright, which is called Folkocracy, which is uh, a bunch of old folk songs and uh, some of his other stuff that you know he wanted to turn into folk songs hmm. uh and a bunch of duets and that kind of thing yeah uh on that album is also uh Anne honey uh who's from Anne honey and the johnsons um who also put out an album this year that is an excellent album that just didn't quite make my 15 and Anne honey and, and the johnsons my back was a bridge for you to cross uh and i think that covers my honorable mentions everything else you either already said or it was on your list and uh yeah i think that does it for me all right so that wasn't uh that was pretty painless, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We uh had some tangents, we had some fun, we had some valid points, I think. Yeah at times. Uh so this was a fun episode for me. Uh before we get out of here, is there anything I'm forgetting to say or that you wanna say <laughs> that we normally say? Um, I don't believe so. I think we've covered uh pretty well. So yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we're, we're good. good. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Uh, this was a fun one. I, I always like talking about my favorite stuff from the year. Uh, folks out there, I hope you have plenty of favorite stuff, too. Please email your lists to db at derekbrink.com. Yeah, give us know... something to listen to. Yeah, I would love to know what you're listening to. You know what I'm listening to. You always know what I'm listening to. I'm going to tell you about it. But I would love to know what you're listening to as well. And check out whatever playlist eventually ends up being on your Papa Dave's playlist for this year. It's going to be real interesting. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> kind of goofy and uh, all over the place. All over the place, and I don't know if I'm going to uh, how I'm going to figure out 15, but we'll yeah. figure it out from there. Uh, you can do whatever you want to with this one. I think. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I want to try and make it uh, you know, somewhat representative of what we're talking sure. about here. So yeah. I'm really feeling like Boy Genius should have been in my top three rather than at number four. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the new pornographers, but uh, who are my number three. But uh, yeah, I, uh, this was a fun one for me. Uh, Dave, thank you as always for your time. Uh, check out his blog. Check out the Spotify playlists and uh, check out whatever else you check out. Uh, I, hope, I hope you got a few ideas from this, uh, this episode and these lists. Uh, checkmates as always uh, thank you very much for making me part of your week please remember to do whatever keeps you happy healthy and safe please remember that black lives matter that lgbtqia plus rights are human rights that women's rights are human rights and i shouldn't have to tell you any of that and please be good to each other be good to yourself forgive each other and forgive yourself and while you're doing all that check us out next time Don't be so strigid.